Gad uh, is the is the poor man's Jack Black. He's like if Jack Black cut a third of himself off and it formed into another <laughs> asshole. I can't stand I, Jack Black. I see your I, tirade here. It, it came up because I'm uh, at work. I have like two monitors and I'm rewatching Community in the first uh, first season of Community. Jack Black's in there and he's acting like I imagine Jack Black would act if he were like a normal know, person. A normal person in Community College. And oh, wow. it's awful, and they hate him. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about it. Do I? I don't know if I have any celebrity that I Bigsberry. <laughs> is that the name for That's it? That's the word <laughs> Bigsberry. Yeah, Bigsberry is when you have a complete and utter hatred for a specific celebrity. Now, to yeah, be fair, I, I don't understand the, the Gad hate because I mean, you know he does. He's terrible. He's terrible. Well, well uh, all right, I. <laughs> I actually, I have to tweak this a little bit. I can't remember what the name of the werewolf show is. Which? Oh, uh, Teen Wolf? No. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's like on Hulu? Is it on Hulu? Or is it's it on the Peacock? One, I can't remember. But anyway, it, at Peacock. Is and, that a vampire show? No, it's a werewolf show. And he's not bad in that. I think it's because whoever is directing it or producing it is, is sitting on him saying, Wolf I'm like sorry, me. you have to make an effort and actually act in this. <laughs> Wolf like me. Wolf like me, yes. Wow. Yeah, he's actually he's actually pretty good in that. So Okay, I will so give what? him credit where credit's due. There's that Jake Gyllenhaal movie with Anne Hathaway where he plays some... He's He's got a part in that. I, wasn't Who he supposed is that? Gad? Or? Gad. I'm getting the Bigsberry's confused. That's a sad here. one where she's got Parkinson's or whatever, and he's a drug. Oh, oh yeah. he's, he he plays a part in that. He's not bad, but Jack Black plays a part in movies, and he's terrible in all of them. And I want to like stab in the, myself in the eye when he comes on screen. I like the Rocker the, with, what about, with Rain Wilson. No. What about the the Jumanji thing? Yeah, no. they do like the body him. switch. Oh, right. I yeah. thought that that was pretty good. I like uh, him in the Jumanji. Yeah, I like yeah, him too. I think he does. What about the one where he gets shot by Bruce Willis? In where the movie that Bruce Willis is like playing like a hitman or whatever, and he oh, no, isn't that that's Jack Black? It is, is Jack Black. Yeah. Is that Black? Because that's uh, a Matthew, does he die in that movie? That's a yes. Matthew Perry. Well, oh, I want to see it, it, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're thinking? Oh God, uh, am I thinking <laughs> the, the whole nine yards? That's no. No. the whole nine yards. No, no. Jack Black. Jack yeah. Black is in the one where he plays uh, the Richard Gere and Bruce Willis movie, which I'm totally blanking oh. out on the name. Where. Okay. Bruce Willis is this international assassin. Yeah, he does that a lot, apparently. All right. Uh, well, you know, play the parts that you you do well. I guess I don't know. And Jack Black plays parts where he's annoying. (laughs) You know what? He might be an amazing guy. He really might be a wonderful guy. Gives all his money to charity. Helps out kids. Helps old ladies across the street. Still don't like him. Mm. Wow. Sorry. You would be that way. Yeah. It's very. I tell it to his face. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, man. Something about you gives me bad juju. Not your fault. Pro- and, probably. And and then he'd hang around you all night. Yeah. The the two <laughs> things the two things that just made me go, who the hell is this freaking Josh Gad guy? Was there was a a, a White House uh, alleged comedy that was out about I want to say ten years ago, and he played the son of the president, and just 
horrible. He, he thinks he can do improv. He can't do improv. Oh. And then Avenue Avenue Five. I can't remember now. Yeah. The one in space. Oh, yeah. The Avenue Five. He's, yeah, there with ba- Babylon A. Yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. terrible. And, and again, same thing. He thinks he can do improv. He's he good can't as Olaf. Do improv. He's good as Olaf. Right. Script. He's it. got a script. And he. And he, again, he probably has a director sitting on him, going, "No, don't, no, be, be good, act, act good." There you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the that's some great direction there too. Like, yeah. You always like that. Uh, who was the one who said that? There was, I can't remember. There, it was recently came up. There was one director who was like, "Okay, yeah, let's uh, do that again, except this time, good." Yeah. And was let's that Lynch? Put a pit on that because I just wanted you to say, "Welcome to Geek Shock, <laughs> number six sixty-two. I am eighties Jeff." Commander K. Oh, I'm all screwed up because everyone's half busy. <laughs> Blarg, Blarg. Special guest star, Professor Biggs. And Deb. And we're here to talk to you, Week in Geek. Uh, yeah, we I, start? Well, sorry, I'm all screwed up because we we're, we're missing we're, uh, Torgo. We're, we're missing, missing Torgo, Torgo, yeah. uh, Matt, so I don't yeah. know my timing. Well, but And know, we got this guy. Y- you know <laughs> that you always come after him, but I don't know. It's just I a matter know. of, I okay. Yeah. You're just not paying attention. I yeah, understand. Whatever. Anyway, I'm back. Hey, hey so is Deb. Back. So yep. is Deb. We got Deb's show again. Oh, thank God. The <laughs> ratings were hurting. <laughs> my voice, though. I apologize, everybody. My voice is still weird. Deb, so. Deb, I'm telling you right now, the guys are loving the voice. <laughs> <laughs> they got that hus- husky Deb She's going. got that Kathleen Turner going? Yeah. yeah. Before oh. she did the appearance on Friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, yeah. And then there's Biggs. Oh, yeah. And Biggs. Yeah, it's, it's the... It's the sweet sounds of Geek Shock FM coming at you. All oh, right, yeah. we got some uh, we got some <laughs> carpenters coming up. Wow. Oh, you just wow. ruined it! Wow, wow, and there goes the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, gosh, it's been a while. I, I haven't been on in a while. You know, it's been a while. Uh, and then we Don't had Kirsten's that. special uh, interview last week. Yes. So got uh, that up finally with Oliver Breckenbury. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah sorry about you. not having a, a brand new show last week. Uh, unfortunately, I was available. Todd wasn't available. Then Todd was available. I wasn't available. And a lot of the cast was sick last week. So, <laughs> And I was busy working elections trying yes. to defend democracy. Yes. And we weren't here. Yeah. Were, were you successful? Uh, we don't it know yet. Remains do we? to be seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and we still don't know if. Uh, yeah. Well, and actually, Jeff made a good point because uh, Clark County takes a while to count, and that's where yeah. the blue votes are. That's where the majority so, of the population right in now Nevada yep. is. Adam Laxalt, illegitimate son of Republican slash Senator Pete Domenici, and uh, uh, Paul Laxalt's daughter is so far kind of leading Catherine Masto. But we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, I mean, it's it was going to be a close race anyway. Uh, we need, but we need, Nevada and three other states are the ones that are, yeah. are, are Georgia. dragging this out. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. Freaking Goes Georgia. Jeez. You know, I can't even believe it was that How close. do you vote against the president of Earth? Well, yeah. well, 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 what about, how do you vote Star Trek for Walker? Right. Yeah. I know. How do you be anti-abortion? And I mean, that's how it is degenerated. The, 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 the guy has abortions in his history with relationships, and anti-abortion people are still voting for him. They don't even care. 
For our overseas listeners, yes, we realize that American politics is a complete dumpster fire. Yeah. It is a shit show, it is. To, to say the it, least. I'm, I'm waiting for the day when the Republicans actually put on the ballot an actual pair of clown shoes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and just, you know. I will just say I like the process of voting. I don't like the fallout afterwards mm. because then you realize... How, How many stupid people yes, vote in this yeah, country? Yes. Or I sh- let Maybe me let that's me qualify why that for Walker because they identify under under educated <laughs> or under informed. To, well, uh, not necessarily informed. stupid. Yeah, no, because we can say well, that. but it's our, also our, our audience is actually skews educated. Yeah, yeah. I was well, say, there's maybe. also I think you can be educated. Except too. for the people who come here to listen to Biggs, that's well, the different story. Yeah. <laughs> the thing of the one thing that politics has definitely taught me <laughs> is that you can be smart, right? And totally. Totally just Ill-informed. ignorant. Totally ignorant. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it's stunning. I mean, the the Ayn Randians. Yep. You know, most of those are pretty smart people. But boy, oh yeah. boy! Funny story. No, no, no. no good never story. mind. Good story. <laughs> good story. Good story. <laughs> I realized halfway through, I'm like, no, I'm not telling that story. <laughs> Probably a wise. <laughs> Letting idea. it go. But yeah, it was crazy. We uh, we I was at um, a site called Nellis Crossing, which was at Nellis and Charleston. Uh, we found out, I didn't know this, because <clears throat> part of what I've been doing is uh, I've been, I keep up with all the, all the legal matters and everything and the procedures in voting, but I don't, I don't worry about the actual uh, area that we're dealing in or anything like that, because that's not what the job is. But apparently that precinct is actually kind of crucial, because we do actually ha- have a, a balance of Republican and Democrat. There were lots of people coming in. Right? Yeah, it's really close to the military base up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And lots of uh, uh, apparently uh, old cop neighborhoods yeah. as well. So, Which apparently um, is our neighborhood too. Yeah. I've met the neighbors. Oh boy. Yeah. Quite a few, actually. We have like, so, just around us, we have four retired Hey, there you go. Mm. You guys are safe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we were, during early voting, the two weeks of early voting, we were averaging... Uh, 240 to 330 a day that was it and uh, it was that was actually pretty busy during the primaries in june our best day ever was uh for something <clears throat> so we were doing that and we had a good team put together uh we're very efficient at getting people out everyone was observing that uh, of all the places that they'd been to ours really we worked at like three times the pace of others uh russell uh, Russell Giles, everyone take a drink because yeah. he used to Star work Trek, at Star Trek, Trek, Trek The Experience. STT alum, yeah. yep. He, uh, he's the one who brought me and he was leading the group and we had built a great team. Uh, so it was really it was really moving along. And then on Thursday, before early voting ended, the weather sucked. It was oh, cold. It was terrible last it week. It was drizzly rain. It was nasty weather. And we actually had 650 people come in. So wow. that was pretty impressive. And then Friday came along. And Friday actually was kind of a pretty day mm-hmm. uh, before it started to turn south. And we did 1,350 people. Holy crap. Wow. And then election day, we did 1,800 50 people wow so and and you have places the two big places in clark county at least in the las vegas area are centennial and galleria mall yep which would do a couple thousand people every day i i voted i voted early which i i have to say if any of our listeners out there don't already know if your state has early voting 
find out and please please take advantage of yeah. it it goes so much simpler and much smoother yeah not just for you but for the the tallying at the end mm-hmm. uh it just it's all around it's a That's better good. thing to take advantage of early yeah. voting if you have it available in your state yeah um i voted at uh gallery mall which mm. is kind of cent- central part of the uh the city of las vegas here and i'm including the suburbs because vegas is a bunch of little townships but that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. um for especially for the listeners that don't list, live here Galleria, when I was there, there were five total people, but I had been yeah. there. I had originally planned to vote the day before because I was going to go see a movie and I ran out of time. And also I left my ballot at home. I'd forgotten it. Uh, so I went back the next day. But the Tuesday that I had gone there, I walked by the polling place and very, very lightly um, attended. But there were at probably good 20 people voting yeah. when I, the, the time that I went on that Wednesday, there were five people voting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it I, definitely behooves you get in, get out. Yeah. The people there are very helpful, very friendly, at least in my experience. Yeah. Uh, they genuinely want you to be able to get in and cast your ballot. The people so. who work there, it's funny, they call them volunteers, but we're paid, we're paid people. And, uh, they, um, they actually really, they really do believe in the system, and they uh, they actually want 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 it to work. Our group was so good, it, and we actually enjoyed working together so much that it'd be bustling and crazy. And on that busy Friday I mentioned, <laughs> a voter came in, just looked around, and went like, "Wow, it's like a party in here." <laughs> it was great. So, did you get any weirdos? We generally did. We got one guy. Uh, and you know what, Barry? It was so fucking funny because this guy came in, and he he's just standing there. He's waiting for someone. Apparently, he starts playing anti-Biden, anti-Democrat things on YouTube on his phone. You can't have an electronic device up and running yep. unless you're using it for your sample ballot. Otherwise, all phones have to be put away. So I walk up to him, and he's obviously on something. He may be drunk or something because he was all hopped up. And the first Nothing thing, like drunk voting. First thing he does is, you're not stopping me from voting. You're not going to stop me from voting. And I'm like, I'm not stopping you from voting, but you have to put that device away. Where does it say I have to put? It's like, dude, it's the law. You cannot have that out. You need, if you're going to play that, you need to step outside. Oh, I'll step outside. And he steps right outside the door. And then he keeps playing and he raises the volume. there got to be a certain amount of distance from the polling yes. place? Yeah, about a, about a hundred feet. feet or so. Yeah. From the, as measured from the entry door. Okay. So he's just like I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna play it anyway. And I'm just like, hey, 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 look. You need. Where's the law? Where's the law? Show me the law. I'll do it if you show me the law. And I'm like, will you? And he's like, yeah. So I point to the card <laughs> that says no playing electronic devices. And he's all like, well, what's that? What? Oh, for sample ballot. That's what I'm doing. And I'm like, you're playing YouTube. You just did it right in front of me. And he's like, oh, I'm just, I, I feel, fuck Democrats, fuck Democrats. And don't you come at me. I'll co-cock you so quick. I'll co-cock you. And I'm like, look, buddy, you can't. And then his wife and mother come up. They're dropping off their mail ballots. And the wife is like, oh, God, let's just get this done. I feel so sorry. So he comes in, and she's dropping it. And he just walks in there, fuck Democrats. And, like, he then looks at the mail ballot box that they drop it in. This is a metal container that is sealed. Um, It is a wire seal with a clip on it that has a number. These are number seals that are checked when we pick them up and when we drop them off. 
but he's looking inside the box and he looks underneath it. Is there a hole underneath where they take the ticket? Oh okay, my God, um, fuck the Democrats. Fuck the, you're not going to stop me from voting. And it's like, you know, we finally usher him out. Uh, one guy, uh, we called him Dr. Herb. He's a retired doctor. And he actually came up to back me up as this guy was getting all kind of kind of frisky. He plays some some uh, right wing masturbatory uh, piece on apparently a recording of Biden using the N word decades ago, and he's like, you know, do you do do you why you vote for Biden? And he's looking at Dr. Herb, who is black, and he's like, because he says, and he just N words up like crazy. Oh, he's boy. just. And it was just like, buddy, just just get on moving. So he finally, he gets out to his car. And then as they drive off, he's shouting, Trump, 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 Trump. They actually circle the parking lot and pass us twice before they finally drive off. And that was like the friskiest. It was, it was crazy. The, the only <laughs> other thing... The only other thing that freaked out a couple of our people were the open carry voters because we had four people come in armed to vote. And some people kind of freaked out about that. So it was really, it was an interesting thing to see because I don't, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me because I know yeah. if, if they're open carry, if somebody's planning on doing something, we're not going to know they have a gun until we start dying. Yep. So I was just like, eh, they're open carry. But uh, some of them really kind of freaked out. And that's, you know, we were looking through our uh, manuals because there is no specific law against carrying yes. a weapon in a polling place. It's who's hosting it. Yep. So like if it's at a school or a public rec center and they have a no carry law rule, then you can't carry because the host place. But the polling place in of itself mm. is not like that. And because we were a tent in a parking lot at a, at a Target, it was actually kind of nebulous because ne Target does have a no firearm rule but you're in the parking lot exactly because there there are no firearms is right at the door <laughs> so it's sort of like ironic you know you're in a target yeah exactly for right. our overseas people target is like a walmart <laughs> like a fancy walmart there no, you go it's not Wal a fancy walmart it's, it's target Tar oh, tar yeah, yeah. or as i like to call it turgid but anyway <laughs> um so yeah um you know that was that was kind of it we were uh, election day our generator died. Oh, no. So the lights go out, the ventilation, the HVAC turned off. And we're in darkness, illuminated by the screens of the voting machines and the poll pads that we used to check people in, which was kind of funny. People kept coming in, and we ushered them in. Our procedure is to shut down half the equipment so we can save on the battery power because we have an alternate power source right. that's running. But it's chirping away like, I'm done. I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> it took almost an hour to get a new generator. And then this is this is the fun part. We their guys are like, oh yeah, we're running around trying to get all the generators up and what what the hell happened? They're diesel generators. And apparently during the three-day lull in between early voting and election day, the fuel vendor forgot to uh, service them. Put in some def. DEF. Yeah, I know. And and so we had diesel generators that are measuring full or three quarter full that are puttering out because the, there's no DEF in them, which apparently is what you need to run diesel. It, and well, it helps with the emissions, um, but you don't, as far as I'm aware, you don't have to have the DEF in there. 
yeah, to well, make them function. But. The 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 guys were telling me that uh, that uh, the you did was that me? I don't know. I don't know who that was. Yeah, one wasn't ping, me. One ping only, Mister. That's right. <laughs> so you know, it was that was interesting. Uh, but we got back up and we were running again. <laughs> And um, yeah, I mean it was it was crazy, but it buzzed right along. We had a great crew. I don't know if I'll do it again in two years. Um, yeah, that next presidential election, I think it's gonna uh, be, it's gonna be wacky. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be wacky, show. but we can handle it if we do, because the people that we got, if a lot of them come back, we'll be in uh, we'll be in good we'll be in good sorts. But yeah, it was an interesting. It just killed fucking killed me. After the day after early voting was done, I slept all day Saturday, which in of itself killed me because lying in bed all day doesn't do my back any better than standing around all day. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because uh, I remember talking uh, with my sciatic nerve. The doctor actually said, <laughs> it's better if you're standing and mobile than lying down or sitting down because mm-hmm. that actually makes your back and and that joint where the the compression happens it makes it worse yeah so it's counterintuitive because you think oh right. i'm in pain i should sit down lie down but et the, the other key there is mobile we're right. all so. falling apart everybody exactly <laughs> but uh you know, it was just we've uh, been geeking too hard for the last 20 30 yeah. years and now it's just so. done. but yeah so it was an interesting time it's done uh that's why i wasn't available last week and uh we would have you know i don't know but anyway, we got the uh, interview with Oliver up, so that yep. was cool. It was a and, very good interview. Good and, job. And by the way, uh, King Vald says, just let Kirsten do every show from now on. Aww. He's a talented one. Yeah, King Vald, you're so sweet, man. Wait, wait. wait was, what like, the hell was that? That was like <laughs> shitty Swedish no, Jamaican. Jamaican. <laughs> That's it. The Swedes are the Jamaicans <laughs> of Norway. I don't know. But uh, thanks, King Vald. I'm, I'm working on it. And a lot of that is actually Todd. I'm... I've been mentally analyzing how Todd does his hosting and and talking to people. So, yeah. I'm uh, uh, Jeff's giving me the finger, so. No. We'll uh, give me the finger. <laughs> yeah, Barry on the I'm, other hand. Barry's always fingers. giving, giving he gives fingers. everybody the finger. That's I, his symbol. I don't have enough middle fingers to give you. Yeah, there you go. I have to take off my shoes and socks. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's giving yep. you the middle toe. <laughs> I'm not that dexterous. I can't I can't do that. I'm trying in my shoes right now. I can't do it. Plus, he doesn't like touching his feet anyway. I don't like feet. Feet are gross. He doesn't like touching his feet? He doesn't like touching his own feet. I don't like feet. Dude, do you wash your feet? He has to wash my feet. You better get that soap in between the toes. That's where the stink is. Well, on that note, uh, let's. what geeky things did we do this week, ladies and gentlemen? Not, and, not uh, washing feet, apparently. <laughs> I have a burger or something in my teeth. Someone else. And oh because, well, I was going to say, let's start with Deb because she hasn't been here in a while. What geeky things have you done over the last few weeks, Deb? I've done a lot, actually. And You've done a lot. This time, though, I'm going to talk about a lot of the books that I've been reading because I've okay. been reading a lot of books. So um, I did have a vacation before getting sick. So when I'm on vacation, I do read a lot. Okay. Um, and travel and flying and all these things. So um, I've gotten to read the third book the third and final book of the Skolomance series which is the series written by Naomi Novik the third book is called The Golden Enclaves I've talked about it before recently because the second book came out I don't know maybe eight months ago Um, I love the series I love the way she's written the story they're short novels um, 
I think each one can't be more than 300 and something pages. They're not very long. Um, but she gets straight to the point. Every single one picks up exactly where the, the previous one left off. There's none of this whole spending two or three chapters reintroducing the characters. Because you know how some authors, when they write their next in the series, they'll spend some time, like in case the person missed the first book or decided not to read it, they'll reintroduce uh, the story. Yes, I hate when... I, I, I personally dislike that in, I in do too. books where they start... Like, like it might be even a whole chapter where they recap the yes. last one. It's like, I just finished reading that book. Right, I don't need this. Or I could go back and read that book if I wanted to. Right, if it's been it. like two or three years since you released yeah. that, I would probably reread that book. Yes. Indeed. So it gets right into it. Exactly right the second, the second and third. The second the book before it ended, it picks up. So I love it. Um, I am sad that it's the third book. I really enjoy the world that she's built with it and how the story works and how, you know, it's based on magic, how magic works in this world. Um, but she did end it well. So if anybody hasn't read the third book or hasn't read any of them, I highly suggest reading the Skull of Man series by Naomi Novik. I really enjoyed it. And then I started finally um, the first book of her very first series, so Naomi Novik's first series, which is His Majesty's Dragon. It's the Temeraire series. Um, it's funny cause I started reading that right after I finished Skolomance cause I already had it downloaded on my, my tablet. And if you have a cat, <laughs> the way she has written the dragons is just like cats. It's just like cats. <laughs> like the dragons talk, they can communicate and talk. Um, and just the second, uh, Tamarare starts talking. I'm like, oh my God, it's like my cat. It's like Bartimaeus. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I am really enjoying that series. I haven't quite finished book one. I'm almost done. I have like maybe three chapters left. Um, but again, as for her first novel series, she has it's written very well. She's done an excellent job. Um, but obviously, dragons are my like favorite thing. I love dragons. <laughs> if anybody knows me, I have a dragon tattoo. Um, so I really enjoy this. You have tattoos so since I have when? Plenty. Yes. <laughs> I have lots of tattoos. Anyway, and then I also am currently listening to uh, an audiobook from the Elise Kova. It's another novel series from Elise Kova. So I mentioned her a few months ago. She's the author of the Married to Magic series that I read okay. or have been reading. Um, the next one's out for that one too, but I haven't started that one yet. Um, but it's, I started. It's a sequel to Married with Children. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> This one is the Air Awakened series. Um, it was also, I believe, her first series that she was one of those um, direct-to-digital authors who got popular that way and is now like with a major public publisher. Um, it's interesting. The, the way that magic... It's also a book about magic. Obviously, you can tell what I like. Um, but the way that magic works in this world that she has set up is they are based on the four elements, so air, fire, wind, and water. And your affinity is with one generally and not really with multiple and they the world that they have in only water fire and and uh earth sorry it's earth water fire and yeah air air sorry thank you and um captain planet you gotta just go back i know i know elements thing again anyway so air hasn't no one with the air affinity has been uh, alive 
Like they killed them all. This there was this whole uprising. Last Airbender. Familiar, yeah. yeah. A little bit. So they killed them all, and so the first one it is born in like 150 years, and she would starts. He be, would she be she, the last Airbender? No, she's the first Airbender. Oh. Then they don't call him Air. I think she's like um, Air Twister. No. <laughs> Wind shaper. Wind shaper. Wind winder. Oh my Fart. god. <laughs> uh, forget it. I'm done. I'm done. Power through, Deb. Power through. Anyway, <laughs> it definitely is a young adult series, um, but I I am enjoying it so far. So, um, but I say that it's more young adult because um, there's definitely you can tell like she's leading to a love interest, but it's younger, so there's no sex scenes or any of those things mm. that you would have some from some of the other novels what that I have read. Did she go to? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I've been reading a lot. And then I also am going to start, I have just printed, printed, I tell you, the fifth book of the Rebirth of the Fallen series. So I'm one of the few that get a preview to help, you know, give any suggestions or anything before it gets sent to the publisher in January. So I'm very excited to start reading this this book. I have really enjoyed what J.R. Kunkel's been doing with the characters and the storyline. With every book, um, it's getting more detailed and more, you know, the world is just building and building and building. And with it, um, his writing ability and, and how he is doing as an as a author is improving with every single novel right. as well. So I am really enjoying the series. Um, and on that note, really quick, I will I wanted to share that um, JR has gotten a deal. So his first three books, The Three Birth of the Fallen series, actually are going to be converted into audiobooks in early 2023. Nice. So... That'll be really cool for any of those. So I have some friends that only listen to audiobooks because they travel so much or whatever. Right. So anybody who really enjoys audiobooks, those will be coming soon. And also, the first three are being released as a as a Kindle set for the holidays. Very so those nice. Be, those should be coming out very soon. And Steve Biggs will be doing all the voices as Al Pacino from <laughs> Glengarry Glen Ross. It'll be great. <laughs> Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! That's Man, not that's from Glengarry. That's, that's, that's son of a woman. The scent of glory. Where did you learn your trade? You never mind. I'm not going to finish. <laughs> wow, that's that's for Matt to say. You fucking child. <laughs> yes. But yeah. So that's that's most of the books that I have been <clears throat> reading recently, and the, obviously there's tons of TV we've been catching up on. I'm really enjoying. Um, one that I did want to talk about is Andor. Um, yeah, loving. that's a really good series. Oh my god! So did not like the first no, two. episodes. the first two episodes. We Slow. almost stopped watching. Snortown. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember you commenting on that. Did yeah. you come around? Yeah, I yeah. came around. We watched See, I didn't I didn't find those first two episodes slow because it to me it felt like they were really establishing And I get his, that his I don't I, I hesitate to say the word origins, but it really kind of established yeah, how he got to be where he is at that exact moment in time five, right. or five years before I think the it Battle just, of Yavin. It just felt like the first two episodes could have been one episode. No, yeah, that's, like yeah, that's they possible. Just, they were shorter. Yeah, they, they were just, like 40 they just dragged it just a little, and I think in episode one, like, but yeah, we was, once we saw episode three and four, we're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, Steve, I know I, I may have something, nuts, something so. we have to it's start good. this week. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I hesitate since you guys haven't seen it yet. I hesitate to say too much because it really does kind of show you the beginnings of the rebellion. Like it's it's clear something has been going on up to this point, but mm. like where it becomes an organized yes. rebellion as yeah, opposed okay. to just Very good. little incidences of uh, you know 
you know, rule breaking. Just well, Saul Guerrero going off yeah. and killing everybody. It's not yeah. just him by himself with his crew. Exactly. Well, and you see, and this is not a spoiler. You see Mon Mothma in the Senate doing yeah. Yeah, Mon Mothma stuff. And then while she's trying to talk, there's all these, I have no other word for it, but Trumpy motherfuckers yelling mm-hmm. against her and stuff. And yeah. you mm-hmm. see how it's going. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I, I, I was, you know, I mean, I was going to go for it, uh, but it was kind of like uh, a prequel with a character who dies. Yeah. Uh, it's what, good, though. What the hell are you going to do? But it looks like they found out, you know, they figured out what they want to do, uh, and, and they're doing well, it. Because and, and there's still two more episodes to go. Episode yeah. 10 just dropped uh, this yeah. morning. One more thing um, that I think is interesting that I heard on some guy on YouTube that was reviewing them and stuff, but and I didn't think about it until he said that, but it's one of the few Star Wars series. There's no Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no Jedi at all in the nope. series. It just talks about, you know, the normal people that were involved with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know becoming a part of the rebellion so it's a really good story yeah I, i'm i'm digging it very cool yeah. anything else i mean i have tons else but i'll save it for next you're time. gonna okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah don't you don't. get a lot of reading done i got i've gotten a, a couple i uh dm mike god bless you dm mike he sent me a magazine um and uh I'm like halfway through the first story and I just, I read like five minutes right now and I'm just like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. It's rough. Okay. There's, I have, as you can tell, so I have the books that I read while I'm, while I travel and fly. And then I have a different book that I haven't talked about yet that I'm reading before I go to bed, but that one's slower because I kind of the same problem. It's like, I'll get ready for bed and then I'll get in and I'll open the book and sometimes I'll get two chapters and sometimes I'll get two pages. Yeah. It just depends on how tired I am. And you used to do a lot more audio books before you now work at home and you, yes. your commute is like a minute. So Yeah. <laughs> yes, but with the travel, I can do it then. It's so. like how long it takes to walk from the bedroom to the office, right? There yes. you go. Stopping for tea. Yes. Stop, oh, t- sorry, yes, tea. Stopping for tea. tea. Whereas normal people would stop for coffee, but no. I'll, I'll tea. allow tea. Oh, I'll God. allow tea. I don't do coffee either. I hate coffee. <laughs> I don't do I coffee. coffee. I look right love. through you, right? You guys are all godless heathens. I just hate <laughs> that. I hate coffee as a concept. It's a Madison what? Avenue con job, just like oh, cigarettes. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Are you uh, going to also say the earth is flat? No. Because it is, is a Madison red. Avenue con. The whole idea of a coffee break was like pushed by coffee producers. It's big coffee trying and, to get yeah, your money. Exactly. And it, it, to sell coffee. It's just it's it's just a con job. And all these people. What about I, tea? I knew. Am I being. I got the wool pulled over my eyes drinking tea no, or what? Tea has been a staple. Yes. In that's been around forever. Well, that doesn't mean anything Hundreds to me. of years. Well, coffee has also been around for centuries. But just it was in a different form. Yes. Like the Mayans and the Taltecs were known to have taken the beans and right. ground them up into a liquid and just drank that. Islam. Um, and there were times. chocolate. They had coffee houses. Yes. That they actually would shut down because mm. those bastards would drink so much of that strong coffee. Right. They'd get all agitated and start having religious arguments and, <laughs> and fights at coffee houses. You know what's what been around fuck? for a long time that no one ever questions? Pants. Oh. Pants. I'm just throwing it out there. Joey pants. Argue amongst yourselves. Greeks. Pants. The I don't Greeks. know. They Joey, question, Joey pants? Yeah. <laughs> they question pants on women until the 1980s. They're so. boom. That's oh, yeah, mic anything. drop. Ugh. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Hepburn uh, famously, yeah. the, the studio head was like, was like, we need to get her into dresses. Take, yeah, no go pants. Go into her no pants. and take away her pants. So she sewed up on set just wearing her underwear. Once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were on her. Okay. I remember uh, in The Aviator, uh, 
they had the the scene with uh, Blanchett oh, Blanchett playing Hepburn, and they briefly mentioned the whole pants thing. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like, well, I'm a I'm a woman that wears pants, so blah blah blah. And I don't know. It's just I can't remember the exact line, but I just remember it was amusing. Yeah, uh, that that movie they really do pull a lot of history. I mean, it's mm, not. Mm. Don't go into the aviator thinking it's a fully on true story about <laughs> Howard Hughes and all the people around him. They do get some things right, but there's a lot of creative interpretation of historical <laughs> oh, events in that movie as well. Like the offer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love the scene when, uh, what's her name, as uh, Ava Gardner comes in. Um, uh, Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah. And, Beckinsale. She's, and and he's he's in he has to make that appearance I think in front of like a Senate committee or something, and she walks into his place to get him all cleaned up and everything, and there's all the tape, and yep. she's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, that's where all the uh, some I, I don't know spy lines or or electric eyes something that you have to avoid." So yeah. he has tape strung up everywhere <laughs> like a spider web, and he's like, "You can't cross that otherwise." And she just walks through it all. Yep. <laughs> And he's just standing there and like, oh. He's like totally freaking out, too. You could definitely see the OCD starting to. Yes. It was, it was fun. Well, uh, Steve. So, good, Jed. Good yeah, job, right? <laughs> so, Steve, what did you do, Geeky, this week? Oh, God. I, or since the last time you were here? Yeah. yeah so, so the, my issue is trying to whittle everything down because I'm currently unemployed. So, I do a lot of geeky stuff all week. Um. Oh, I did finally launch a spaceship, and I'm so, proud of yes, you. Yes, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yes. It takes Steve Biggs a little while <laughs> to well, to get into a game. Yeah, Atomic Gumby actually gave me a good thing. Is just go through the thing and just put that the only way you can win is through the tech thing. And I was like, ah. Ooh. wait, that's what you did? I don't yeah. even. Oh. <laughs> well, otherwise, I win by basically taking over the world, and I don't want to. Well, do that's it that Barry's way. jam. I've played one game of Civ. Now we're talking about Civ Five, not Civ Six. I don't right. like Six. Well, let's not even argue about that. But we, I played one game of Civ Five with Steve, and it was me <laughs> and him versus like chieftain level enemies. So they would maybe expand to one city and then just sit there and be stagnant. So he's on one continent and I'm on the other. He's got one guy to fight. One guy. <laughs> the freaking Assyrians. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm just sweeping across the continent, clearing out these people, salting the earth, and destroying <laughs> them for so they could never come back. And I'm like, how you doing over there, Steve? Oh, these damn Assyrians. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. The Assyrians didn't do anything. But, oh, yes, I did, because you made comment on it. I built every freaking wonder in that game. You you did do that. Yes. Because you were free to do that. Because you didn't really have enemies. <laughs> yet you'd still complain about these damn Assyrians to the south. I just want to make sure I can go in there and in like three rounds just wipe them out. And did you? Uh, not yet. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't played again. Oh, my God. I, you know what? We're playing on teams. I can't like turn against you to teach you a lesson. Oh, it was you two against the computer? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't Interesting. Anyway. I, w- I want the setting where you win by banging the most chicks. That's not a thing That's you do sin. in your game. Isn't wow. There's a mod, probably. There, there should be, because how many people play that way? I mean, life in general, in civilization. Come on. Yeah. I think Have that- you ever played Civilization? No. no it's oh, clear dude, that you have never played Civilization. Yeah, no. It's 
really good. I, I just it is a good I, game. It's addicting. I, I, I don't want to. It is. I don't. It's got it well, way, I don't. I don't need addiction, and I, you know, Assyrians. They're scary. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got way too much. Uh, one more turn. One more turn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, that was that was Barry's. Uh, not Barry. Uh, yeah, I, Todd's thing in college, right? Didn't civilization ruin a year of college or oh, something yeah. for him? Oh yeah. He lost relationship and 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 almost flunked out. I don't know what his story is. Anyway. Wow, really? <laughs> I don't know. I like folks. Civ, but damn. Yeah, so, no, he. Yeah. So what else thing, you got, Steve? So, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> this season of Pennyworth is really fun. I guess moving to HBO Max instead of being on Epics, they actually threw some more money at them. What? what? Is, that what never is, happens. I know. What's Pennyworth? It's the origin of Batman's Butler. The alternative origin yes. of yeah. Yeah, it's Alfred set, Pennyworth. Yeah, it's set in a in a very alt universe sixties uh, London where fascists are possibly about to take over the British government, and all the criminals are based on uh, crim- loosely, very loosely based on criminals from English history. So there's like head gangster called the Ripper, for instance, and Aleister Crowley makes uh, an appearance oh, in the 60s. Amazing. I don't see why this was a necessary series. They already did a prequel to it for, that, that explained where the butler came but from. But it's, it's not called Mr. Belvedere, and it, was a, <laughs> and it was a wonderful. I love how Steve is setting up to argue. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> wagging the finger. He's like, no, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Because that whole argument about uh, it wasn't necessary. Nothing is necessary. Nothing's necessary. Nothing's no, necessary. No, but right. Mr. Belvedere anyway. was necessary. <laughs> okay. Um, Quite say so. And so now anyway, I have that so, tool song stuck in my head. Yeah, so, so this season of Pennyworth has been, has been pretty fun. No um, I discovered that the um, that uh, Alan Tudyk's series, Con Man, mm-hmm. is available free for no money on YouTube. Oh, so, that's what free means, and really, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, I missed Steve a couple pays for YouTube, so I, don't, I do, uh, don't uh, that's be fooled. True. I do pay for YouTube. I do get it without the ads. Oh, that's uh, worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if it's worth stopping the money. Dude, six I'm so bucks. glad the elections a month? are a over. Month. Wait a minute, six bucks a month? Yeah. Oh, that is worth it. I'm yeah. so glad the I mean, elections are over because I was that sick of all uh, of that shit. Uh, well, I, it's funny because I kept flagging the the the, uh, the ads that I knew had like outright lies in them, mm-hmm. like like complete falsehoods. I would just keep marking them as inappropriate, <laughs> and uh, eventually they'd stop showing them. They're, but then they would do an alternative version of that same oh, ad. Well, you know what happened to me? Eventually, I couldn't flag them anymore. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I flagged a lot. And it yeah. never stopped. Oh, me. I flagged like a motherfucker, and but eventually. It was just, it was it, it. You would do a little why this ad, and you click on it, uh-huh. and you got no options to say fuck off. Yeah, I you just thought it was funny because have it so good. We have an election season that lasts like forever. Yeah, it, it, somebody in France, please let me know if this is still a true story. France, they have you get one month to campaign, and in that one month, you get an hour of airtime. That you can spend any way you want to. You can do you can do sixty one minute ads or uh, one sixty minute special about yourself, but you get sixty minutes. Period. Wow. Yeah. No. That was true in the nineties. I don't know if it's still true. They, 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 well, although all those other countries don't have a First Amendment because every single restriction oh, we right. put on camp. I mean, fucking money has yeah. become a First Amendment issue yeah. in politics, and it's just stupid. It's. But yeah, that's yeah. that's why we have all that insanity because all those other places have laws. 
yeah. saying what you can and cannot do, and they really do limit it. I don't even remember which country it is, but there's one where it's it's government finance campaigning. It's yeah. actually really tough yeah. to fucking, yeah. Anyway. To spread false. The, yeah. the other thing I did was finally, based on any number of people's recommendations, finally catch up with Barbarian in the theaters. Oh. And that is a creepy freaking horror movie that is best if you walk in knowing nothing about it. Because it twists, like you think it's going one way and then it twists and you think it's going another way and then it twists. It actually even sort of kind of halfway switches genres halfway through and then goes back again. And I probably said too much about that because now everyone's going to be looking for the twists and looking for the genre switch. Well, they twist. Really, thanks a lot. Is it scary? Yeah. Okay. Now, like it, horror it's not scary or scares. like psychologically scary? It's it has horror elements, okay. but it really is more like I'm just I'm waiting for a shoe to drop here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm what, what It's not like cheap scares, like jump scares, right? It <laughs> <laughs> I, I see you trying to choose your words carefully, so let's just leave it yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Like and then, for, and then so for, for spoiler prevention, we'll stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so for a palate cleanser, oh boy. I finally went and checked out uh, League of Super Pets, and oh, that yeah? was that was. It's not bad. I, yeah. I watched it. It's 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 definitely a kids movie. It is, but it was a fun kids movie. It was, and. Some of the characterizations of the actual superheroes I thought was really funny. Yeah. And and then, yeah. And then, I, you know. The Aquaman one kept killing me because <laughs> yeah. it, it looks like Momoa, but acts like the cartoon version. Yes. <laughs> from the 70s. Yes. And, he's, oh, and wow. it's, also, and it's wow. also the one with the harpoon hand, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So. I, and, I hesitate, and, to hesitate to call him a whiny character, but he's mm-hmm. like right on the verge. Yeah. Yeah. And That's then, uh, and then I was like, "Who's doing this voice? I know it's somebody famous. Who's doing Batman? It's Keanu Reeves, yep. and he's hilarious. Yeah, it really oh, is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're so, selling yeah. this movie on me. Well, yeah. And the Rock does the voice of the dog that belongs oh, to crypto. Super- yeah, yeah okay. crypto. And then um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is, is, uh, is uh, Ace uh, the Batman. Ace. Thank you. I couldn't think of the the character because well, that's not his. He's not originally. It, it, uh, I, never mind. I'm not going to say anymore because I'm going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the other thing was, uh, and I I mentioned this on the uh, on the uh, Kofi Discord, um, Regency Cthulhu dropped uh, a couple days ago. So I I don't uh, know what that is. What the hell is it's that? Call of Cthulhu set in the Regency era, set in Jane Austen. Huh. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. I, I just watched Deb sit up straight in her chair. Like, <laughs> yes. She got downright excited. That's and, that's a first for the show. And, and one of the new mechanics in it, and I just heard uh, Seth Gorkowski talking about this on his podcast, uh, Modern Mythos. They were talking about, he and John Hook, who, who is also the co-host on that, were talking about what changes they would make in a theoretical um uh, eighth edition of Call of Cthulhu, and one of the things that John Hook would like is a is a separation from credit rating and reputation. And Skorkowski made the made the argument that no, no, they need to be combined because blah blah blah. Well, in Regency Cthulhu, there is a new mechanic called reputation, and so that, they're separate. Yeah, yeah, and so it affects so your up and down on that actually affects how effective you can be in society. Mm. Oh so, boy! Yes, 
So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Quite, and quite. We really, we really needed a side by side of Deb's face and Barry face for that one. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it was like it was like utter joy and utter disdain. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, so I I went ahead and, and bought that, and of course immediately got the got the PDF down. Let's go about in society and try to find a wife. Meanwhile, Cthulhu, seriously, <laughs> dude, it's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. It, it's a great dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's tons of fun. <laughs> Barry just, doesn't like fun. I know. It comes, I don't like fun. It's but, well known that in, in comes a time when a man is in need of a shagath. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, it would be interesting uh, playing Elizabeth Darcy nay Bennett, uh, dealing, <laughs> dealing, <laughs> dealing with uh, cosmic horror God. that is not Mr. Cheeveley. Steve, so. Steve's already got his whole character backstory laid out. Oh, God. Oh, no, that's... From Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it'll be in your Regency game. <laughs> so the first thing I did was they have a timeline of uh, you know Regency era. Oh, that works well with Wide Sargasso Sea, which was the, the follow-up to Jane Eyre. Uh, okay. <laughs> that actually... <laughs> Book I, mean, I had to read in college. Dude. I mean, it, I, that's the same time period, so yeah. Um, and I was going through that, and I was like, oh, okay, they do mention a meteorite dropping at uh, Wald Newton in uh, 1795. That's cool. Ah, the Wald Newton people. Yeah. Philip Jose Farmer? Yeah. 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 Wow. So I was like, oh. A deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Quite so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's it. And uh, on the way here, I was listening to Monster Talk, because, you know, when Kirsten... Turned everyone on to that thing about the Shaver mysteries. I was like, oh, okay. And so I just started listening to it from the first episode. And it's really fun. A skeptical look at monsters where they do talk about, like, okay, for another, for, another, for wow. Get those teeth back in, Grandpa. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so for, in order for things like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster to exist, there has to be an entire population because you just can't have one, et cetera. So, so all kinds of, like, really interesting scientific things for why things could be and why things couldn't be and then they've actually expanded their range to talk about things like the shaver mysteries or and one and one of the things i found interesting about them is they don't just talk about or or debunk or be skeptic they they will also talk about so where did this conspiracy come from right what is this where you know what happened here and they'll talk about confluence of folklore or stories yeah. and people with maybe an agenda or you know and you f- you frequently find out that so much of the stuff is really it really takes off because one person decides to be an asshole yeah well and, I, and, and then it just explodes into this phenomenon i think i think looking ahead there's actually there actually is an episode for instance about the salem witch hunts and Man. you know we know from the crucible that that was mostly just people. Ooh, if I call them a witch, I get to get their land. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then the um, modern mythos is uh, Seth Gorkowski and John Hook's uh, podcast talking about you know playing investigation games, but largely Call of Cthulhu. And the one the the one episode that talked about the credit rating was. Um, like I say, what changes would they make in a hypothetical uh, edition eight? And it basically just turned into an episode of, of well, that's just a house rule. You can just make that a house rule. <laughs> so. so going back for a second, I appreciate 
Um, I don't know how many of you guys have actually read the Outlander series, the novels, but there's a section, It's I think it's book three, um, when Claire's back in the 60s with her daughter, and the three of the, and her and, and um, blanking, Bree and Roger are in a boat out in Loch Ness, and uh, they actually are talking about how, because now Claire has, you know, come back to the future and has spent the last 20 years trying to figure out, you know, and live with her life, but also has like looked into other stories of people traveling through stones. And it's mentioned that the Loch Ness monster is probably actually a traveler mm-hmm. because mm. it's probably a prehistoric dinosaur that accidentally got transported through stones and in that area and then in, in water. And so when it shows up in the, you know, thousands and thousands of years later, people don't recognize it as a dinosaur, but think it's a monster. Right. And it's, it's all its friends and family are gone. <laughs> so. It's the last, the last mm-hmm. uh, waterbender. Yeah. <laughs> the very uh. last dinosaur. Yeah. Anything else, Steve? Uh, mm, Good story, Steve. Good story. Yeah. 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 Good story. No, I mean, there's plenty, but well, yeah, I think we'll... All right. Yeah. Barry, what geeky things did you do this week? Oh, I coughed a lot. I was I was not feeling well last. <coughs> still got it. <laughs> not feeling well last week, and it's hard to do geeky stuff when you're prepping for people coming over your house and stuff. Oh, and we were also in Texas. When we were in Texas, Ugh. but what were we doing in Texas? Well, now I know why you're sick. If you were in Texas, no, hey. he was sick before we went to Texas. Ah. Oh, I just I just sucked it up because I was not going to miss the Texas Renaissance Festival. Ah. <laughs> this is the greatest Ren fair that like, we've ever been to. No, it's the biggest in the U.S. And apparently the and I looked this up. This was fascinating. The U.S. is the only one that has American style Renaissance fairs. There's there's a few of them out there, uh, like in England, France, and Germany, but no one does it over the top like like America. Well, that's because those people know what the Renaissance was like. <laughs> it was misery and puke. It was terrible. Everybody smelled disease. And- Everyone was dying. No one had any teeth. It was terrible. It's like I remember when the when Disney Paris went in and they're like, "Why are you building a fake castle? We've got one right yeah. over there." Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Americans also equate uh, Renaissance festivals with barbarians and romans and fairies and magic yeah, and all insane, that bullshit and it's, it, depend, it depends on the festival you go to because if they are run by a true like a, a guild that likes to stay period know, more period then everybody who works there actually their costumes have to be approved they can only be certain colors they have to be certain fabrics certain that styles. may be true of the staff but when you let people in yeah <laughs> you get the barbarian that's true camps. you but get the fairy camps. i've been to some of those fairs camps. and they're like what is this? I've never seen any. Like they try to be like, dude, oh, you aggravating. don't belong here. Oh, yeah. what, what is, is this? this metal tube in the sky? Oh. The giant. Yeah. <laughs> that gets so old. Dost thou see that giant metal dragon? <laughs> Lame. <God> damn it. <laughs> Lame. But the Ren Fair is, uh, in Texas is ginormous. It's acres and acres. It's bigger than Disneyland, and it goes for two months. Yeah, it's two months. Two months in a, in a weekend. That's, I think that's insane. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's themed weekends, even though no one gives a shit. Because uh, we went on Halloween weekend, and there was Halloween costumes there. Um, a lot of Mike Myers this year. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Mike Myers. Um, didn't see any doctors. Mike Myers at a Renaissance. Yeah, I stop, dude. Whatever. Sorry. But most of the time, people are just a lot of pirates. It was, it was great. It was basically a dark blue jerkin and dark blue uh, 
tight. Oh no, it was <laughs> no, no frilly lace cravat. <laughs> frilly lace cravat. I would have been and, impressed if I saw. No, that. but you do see a lot dagger. of a lot of people who convert modern characters and stuff into like a costume style. That's that superhero fair. That's stuff. That's fair. Yeah, the DC fun. and Marvel people. Uh, Steve was. I. You saw. You want to get this this uh, leather? Is it a jerkin? Is it? It's called? a jerkin. Yeah. But it's got like a Superman thing. Yeah. What are you jerkin? Yeah. yeah, from leather from pin dragon <laughs> costumes, ladies and gentlemen. I've been looking at this thing for like ten years, going, "Oh, someday when I have money, because yeah. it's like four hundred. Well, there's so there's a leather, expensive. there's a leather company, Ravenwood, Ravenswood Leather. Oh I swear by them. They are amazing, but they make some awesome. Um, I guess they are jerkins too. Like they're they're. Oh, like, they make full body things yeah. of leather, but they're more like you know the coats that um, button up. They're co- and, coats, yeah. but like an archer. Would mm-hmm. have right so or like somebody who's doing more something like that with leather hoods mm-hmm. and, and I have and wanted one for years but they are so expensive. I just want to go yeah. back to the fact that Steve said when he has he, he the the dream was when he had some money he would get it and now that he has money he's yeah. still hesitant to buy it I, to pull it's the hard trigger. it's hard to justify oh yeah I know trust uh, me a purchase that you're gonna wear maybe twice a year right. That's but the, I have and, and plus it's not just the jerkin I would have to get the, get all the business the puffy pants now, and, I was and trying say, to figure out do I get the the red things with the well, yellow. Well, you have to get the puffy pants. You gotta get well, the puffy I know, pants. But it's, then, it's a requirement. So you pick it up over time. So I will, you know, I, I have been going to the Ren Fair since the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And the course that I wear still to this day, I bought at like my second year ever going to fair. Oh, humble brag. And, but, <laughs> and it was expensive, but mm-hmm. I wear it every year and it has right. lasted over 20 years. Right. So sometimes. They're worth the money because you know, as long as you continue to wear those costumes, yeah. and then you just build on them over time. Long yeah, that's what I term did. investment. Well, but the other thing too is in California, almost in very the the Ren, the big Ren Fair in Southern California is is usually late March into April, and every time my friend and I know where it is, it's it's well, it sucks now. It used to be at Glen Helen, and right. where it is now sucks. Yeah, in Irwindale, it's it's basically in a flood. A flood thing where there's a, a like a, a, like a dam. retention basin. So yeah, retention so basin. Knows, they used to have at Glen Helen. They had like buildings and structures, yeah. and it was set up kind of around a lake, and it was in a big giant easy circle. And and very open open area, and this thing is down in this in this retention thing, and so it never gets a breeze. No, uh-huh. and in. In March and April is when the weather really starts getting iffy so far as temperature goes. And I am never going there again when it's over 80 degrees. A, there are a lot of Ren Fairs in California. And B... Better ones. Go sleeveless. I did. Oh, man. No. no, That's the way to go. Forget it. I I have lately, because I apparently had heat stroke in one of my moves, anytime it gets above a certain temperature... I'm definitely prone to yeah, that. Yeah, there is right. definite long heat stroke to use new terminology. Yeah. It, it, well, it so I think it's one. It, so my sister's wife has had heat stroke. Um, one of the summers she worked at a Girl Scout camp in the South. It was like the Carolinas or something, and she got heat stroke. And the doctors told her because she had a like the doctors had to come out and all that stuff. Um, they told her you will now for the rest of your life be prone yeah. to heat stroke. Last time I moved, I I, th- I I hydrated, I ate, 
everything. And sure enough, halfway through getting my stuff into storage, I had to go and sit in the cab and yep. turn the AC on while my friends moved all my long boxes of comics. And Oh, you're one of those uh, movers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I will never do that to my friends again. It's, no, I'm I, always, I, always hiring people from I, now on. I, that's, I, I pledge yeah. that I, I said that you guys are off the hook from now on. Well, we were ridiculous. lucky when we went to Texas because it was, it was cool out. It well, was yeah. it was all right. It, it was, was nice. It was a breeze. Yeah, like the the yeah. the mini one here is almost always in October. Well, no, no, no. Remember, it's Texas, so that we went one year and we were sweating our asses oh, off. Yeah. It was disgusting. I had yeah. shoes I had to throw away. Yeah, it was yeah. just gross. <laughs> and that's another thing. Uh, shoes are crazy expensive. If you buy the if fair you buy made the fair shoes, shoes, yeah. yeah. Buy like the most important thing first if you're gonna if you're gonna do Ren Fair stuff. You got to buy a mug. Another, <laughs> it is. Start with Super a mug important. first. Yeah. Get a nice mug, and then you get a belt to hang it on with a little latch. And then the next thing you do, get a nice shirt. If it, you're, if you're going to rent fairs in a warm climate, go uh, suns out, guns out, uh, and then slowly build on that year after year. Anyway, rent fair, freaking awesome. Text <laughs> Renfest, go. And then there's another one in Austin I kind of want to go to, but I don't want to fly out. I don't know. We'll see. I, I like rent fairs. They're fun. You get to drink, and my costume is all about booze. Yeah. Well, that's just you or your life in general. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. I carry so much booze on me. I, I, I know you do. <laughs> uh, anything else, Geeky, you want to talk about, Barry? No, I'm good. Uh, Kirsten, anything uh, you want to talk about beyond your uh, your election experience? Yeah. Um, I, uh, needless to say, I didn't do any movies or anything like that because it was oh, the time. I actually squeezed in <clears throat> a couple games of... Uh, of uh oh jesus hey my, my brain's broken hey kirsten yeah good story yeah yeah <laughs> the uh the the water deep game oh so uh, lords, lords of water deep yeah. getting better at that are we yeah are I'm you playing there. against random people or just the nah, pc i just I, pe- people. people i don't want to know people no, they're awful <laughs> i got yeah. you guys people. that's all i need that's all i want so and Matt's not here, so it's like it's an even more manageable group because there's, <laughs> there's only four of you there's only, you know um but I did, I have been watching some, a little bit of YouTube. So I've been keeping up with infographics. I try to keep up with uh, the political stuff that's going on, what's going on in Ukraine and stuff. But the thing that actually has been really impressive is Kings and Generals' uh, thing on the Pacific War, the Pacific Theater of World War II. So they do, uh, they're doing it just like the World War II channel where it's like live time, week by week. So they're... They're in November of 43, which is the Guadalcanal campaign, and they talk about that. And it's really, really interesting. They draw from American and Japanese sources. You get, you get uh, information from both sides, and it's been very fan- fascinating. And they do 15, 20-minute episodes. So that's about the extent of what I've been actually geeking on. There was something I fucking watched, but my brain has shorted out, and I, I honest to God, can't remember. DM Mike did send me the uh, Tales from the Magician's Skull special, <laughs> which is a, a special release of the magazine. Tales of this Magician's Skull is a, a sword and sorcery magazine that they've been doing, and that's I love that magazine. But that's you know I like I said I read two pages and I just and so Ow. yeah so that's that's really been it yeah. Well, uh, this week, uh, I got to see a couple of things I'd been wanting to see. Uh, first of which is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. 
Now, that's only on Roku, right? It's only on Roku. However, it is free to watch through both the web and mobile devices, whether you have iOS or Android. Now, the way I had to watch it in order to watch it on my TV is I have my computer plugged into my TV, so I ended up having to to go on there and watch it through the the web browser and then go full screen, which was fine. It's... You know, once once it's gone to full screen, you can't tell the difference because apparently the Android app uh, is not available for the Chromecast, which is what I've watched most of my my streaming stuff through. So, um, if you have a Samsung TV, though, apparently one of the ones in the last five ten years or so, you have that app natively. So, but uh, yeah. the Roku app is uh, the the Roku channel is the name of the channel. When you pop up the Roku app, but uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story—it's—it's it's brilliant. I mean, it really is—it's—it's it's a parody. It's—it's <laughs> it's a parody of Al's life, which is appropriate. Uh, yes, ab- I was going to just say it's absolutely apropos because it's—it <laughs> takes little elements that are factual from his history, and then they really exaggerate the the, the way they happened. Uh, for example, it's it's right in the trailers. There's a relationship between him and Madonna. He only met Madonna like one time. <laughs> <laughs> However, the 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 core of that element of the movie is based on when Madonna was up and coming and like a virgin was a, was a hit. She said, "I wonder when Weird Al is going to do a parody of my song. You know, something like a surgeon." And the friend that she was telling this to knew the manager for Weird Al, and it got to him. And he has a policy of never doing a parody uh, based on other people's suggestions, just because he doesn't want to go there with, you know, you know, giving credit and so forth. He said this was the one exception he made because it was Madonna saying, "You need to parody my song." And of course, in the movie, that stretches out into this relationship that they have. <laughs> and I mean, it's just everything about the movie is just it's. It's so layered because it takes, as I said, elements of his real life, but also things that he's done. There are stylistic parodies in the movie that are parodies of the way that they did UHF, that movie. So I I hesitate to say too much more just because I, I really think you need to experience the film. How Daniel you know, Radcliffe do. Yeah, he's brilliant. And, and that was... It, he, I just watched an interview with him yesterday. He was talking about how he was initially reluctant to take the role because he, he said, well, when I was offered the part, I said to myself, there's other people that, you know, look more like Al and, you know, there's the height difference and everything. But then when he started reading the script, he goes, oh, this makes sense now. Now I have to do this film uh-huh. because he said the way that the, the writing was fantastic and basically the same thing with Evan Rachel Wood. She said that when um, the part was offered to her for Madonna, she was taking a basically uh, a little hiatus. She said that she had no plans to do any projects. She was just going to chill out. And, and that she said she read the script and she said, okay, this is, this is a really good script. And they were only going to shoot it in 18 days, which that's the other thing. If you watch the movie you'll be shocked that they shot this whole thing in 18 days. <laughs> so uh, so she said, yeah, th- those two combined, and then everything that's come out of it since, she said, she just, she's very happy she took the, uh, took the role. But 
if you have the opportunity, if you have a Roku TV, if you have a Samsung TV, um, if you have the opportunity to watch it like I did, you know, plug your TV into your or plug your computer into your TV, definitely check it out. Uh, even if you're only a casual Weird Al fan, it's <laughs> it's a really brilliantly uh, written and performed film. The performances are all fantastic. Well, since you're a su- Al super fan, oh yeah, I I, do, I was laughing it my ass off. Weighs a lot more that you said that. I so. was laughing my ass off the whole way through because there, I was picking up on the subtleties, and some of it's like really random trivia that unless like you said you're a really big weird owl fan it might just blow past you yeah i'm not a big weird owl fan and it will blow past me but i will enjoy it apparently yeah absolutely i think you'll really like it and it's it's not a musical barry but he does perform some stuff and but it makes in the context that it's presented it makes sense i figured you know like when he's sitting there talking to his friends and going you know i really want to write new lyrics to an existing song and then he does that on the spot you know he has the epiphany moment where he makes that and then his friends are like dude i got chills that's <laughs> it's 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 hilarious and in a very smart way hilarious it's not they don't, there is some you know sight gag stuff but the majority of it's just really intelligently written parody cool. uh the other thing was i watched enola holmes <laughs> 2 on netflix oh yeah I really liked the first one. Um, this is just more of the same, and it's it's yeah. it's again brilliantly performed by uh, oh shoot I'm blanking out on Millie Bobby Brown, B- yeah. Millie Bobby Brown, and, um, Henry and Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> uh, there is more Henry Cavill in this one. I don't know if that was just because availability or not, but it's definitely clear that that Millie character of Enola Holmes is the star of this so it's it's not just one of those where sometimes in a sequel you'll have like a character that's the more famous actor starts to take over that's what I was afraid when I saw that that he was going to be appearing in more of this film but no she's she's definitely the star still breaking the fourth wall still you know performing you mean they stole from She-Hulk yes no they stole from Deadpool oh my goodness yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) Girl movie stealing. But that's all I got. So Can I just say I'm sorry. Have you guys seen the ad that um that oh crap, why am I blanking on his name? Hey, Deadpool. Brian Reynolds. Yes. And um uh Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. That they did. Yeah. On like the whole like yeah, which, we're gonna which do one? Yeah. He's he's gonna be in the movie. We don't know what the movie's about yet, but he's gonna be in the movie. like sorry. He just like yeah. he's doing so many funny like ads for things that he's doing there was another one that he just did for the christmas film yeah yep. on apple yep. it's not deadpool yeah <laughs> so, and, and then it's not having uh, yeah. and then having uh, uh fabrice more more i can't say his last name that was originally in millie vanilli doing the voiceover yes. for the two of them and they're like he's like fab you need to work on your voiceover sorry it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was I was surprised they got him to do it, frankly. But yeah, the the whole is like, hey Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, sure, sure, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that one was brilliant. Very kind, yeah. So uh, we have a drawing to do before we move on to the news here. A drawing? Yes. A drawing. Todd has Todd has finished the minifig, and we're gonna do a drawing for the winner of this month's minifig. Hooray! <laughs> All right. So, Barry, if you will, give the tumbler a roll, and we'll pick a winner here. Do you have the music? 
Um, well, I can is... do the music. Right. Okay. Jeff does the music. I do, yeah. I do uh, the music. Okay. Don't take my job from me. No, you do the Stay music. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> my lane is here. Rolling. <laughs> Rolling. There we go. All right. And a thank you to the Yifeng Toys Factory <laughs> for this thing. All right. So the winner is... Gabriel Adame. Hey! He has won the mini fig for this month, so congratulations, Gabriel. We'll get that out to you ASAP. And uh, in that case, since we've now done our drawing, you know what that means. Well, hold on, well, hold on a second. What? I, I've been counting, uh-huh. and we are overdue for uh, another random mystery prize. Oh, yes. We oh. are overdue. Sorry, folks. Uh, and uh, it'll be a good one. All right. So let me reset these, and let's go. Uh, no, someone else has got to do the music. You know what, Biggs? What? I, 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 no, 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 no. I'm in my lane. So I could do the mystery music. I got mystery music to do. Oh, well, I could do the yeah. theremin. Okay. That, but what? Well, oh, no, cause, cause theremin. Jeff, cool. Jeff, Jeff normally does the music. There we go. Wait, what is this music? Are you it's waiting for Lassie to come back? No, what is that? No, it's, it's Can't the, you hear it? It's very... It's the, very... The, the, the theremin. All right. The, the theremin. wavering. All right. We got someone. All righty then. As they... And then... <laughs> and so... And the... Uh, and the conversations uh, that are happening. So, yes. Um, yeah. You know, this reminds so me of uh, the time when uh, <laughs> there was when, uh, this guy. Yeah, Todd and, and he did the thing. The he did the thing. That was awesome. The, oh, my yeah, God. Right. Yeah. Jesus, sorry. We just dropped the thing. We had to find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. We literally dropped the little ball from the thing, so we had to find it to make sure that we didn't get the wrong person. All right. What so, we got? Oh. Uh, Mama Ninja Scoop. Mama Ninja Scoop? Guess yeah. what? You won our super ridiculously weird random prize. That yes. you won't know what it is till you get it. Yes. Exactly. So You're going to get something weird and dumb. So once you've received this, uh, please send a picture. Send it to us. Yes. Uh, or post it on the Shock Monkey's Lair. Mm. Or on the Discord. Or on the Discord. Absolutely. Mama Ninja Scoop. She <laughs> should get nunchucks that are ice cream scoops. Oh, okay. That's right. No, it's usually something based on what we've talked about. Yes. Oh. Well, we just well, talked about it. Yes. And we just I talked win. about a bunch of stuff, so it could be anything. <laughs> and it was just Halloween, so maybe we could find some not too oh, expensive. Yeah. Wow. And you can hear Whatever my voice. It, is yeah, your voice yeah. is, is kind of suffering. I, oh, if I dear. talk too much, it starts to go again. Well, whatever oh, it is, you're going to love slash hate it. <laughs> well, you know what time it is then. What time is How it? Do do what time is it, Deb? Um, it is... News you don't give a shit about time. And I can't do it in my normal tone because wow. I will crack my voice. That was very anticlimactic. Hey, hey don't, don't, don't oh. hurt yourself. Oh, no. It's, it was still good. It oh. Was, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, no. Why am I sitting next to him? I don't know. I ask myself that any time I'm sitting next to him. Uh. Oh, what do you got? All right. 
Oh, this yeah. is going to be great. Yes, it Your is. voice is fucking oh, dying. Yeah, it's getting worse. She's like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty. Oh, it's Emma <laughs> Stone. And it's been like this for three weeks. Oh, anyway. Yes. It's freaking Brady Bunch. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. <laughs> James Cameron uh-huh. will, return on to, will return audiences to the world of Pandora next month in the long-awaited sequel to 2009's Avatar. Long-awaited. The I don't big well, long time, but I don't know about long awaited. Yes. Yeah. The big quarry on everyone's mind is does the way of water have the same box office punching power as its predecessor? Can the second installment in a planned five movie franchise rival or surpass the nearly three billion dollars in worldwide ticket sales that made Avatar the highest grossing movie in cinematic history? So if audiences aren't hungry for more of Navi, then Cameron is prepared to end the series. After three films, if the way of water bombs financially. Hmm. So he went on to say the market could be telling us we're done in three months or we might be semi-done, meaning, okay, let's complete the story within three and not go on endlessly if it's just not profitable. He said going on to acknowledge just how much the world and the theater industry has changed over the last 13 years. It's the one-two punch, the pandemic and streaming. Or conversely, maybe we'll remind people what going to the theater is all about. This film definitely does that. It's but will people give a shit now? So yeah. the Avatar movie was so popular. One of many. Re- I mean, there's lots of people that liked it for different reasons. But the 3D. I think the biggest thing was yeah the visual cinematic experience of that film in mm-hmm. the theater. Yeah, and it's not the same movie when you see it on a small screen. It just isn't. That that he came up with a whole new technology uh, for shooting 3D. Yeah, and he was not going for the you know the spectacle like oh it's coming out of the screen. It was more you're looking out of a window mm. on mm. it, and that was it was a you know and it seems so it seems so basic right now when you think about it, but at the time it was a completely different way of approaching 3D. Are they, is it, are these going to be 3D? I don't know. I, 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 not I haven't heard, on I haven't heard I anything about that. I believe there will be conversions, but he didn't actually shoot nah. it with oh. 3D technology. And I'm sorry, I will not go see conversions. No, nope. no, it's I, not the same. I don't care how good they they say the tech is these days. I just won't. Well, it. it seems dark all the well, time. Yeah, with those glasses on. The, the, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, is that if anybody can make that work, <laughs> it's going to be Cameron. Right. But still. Um, you know, well, I'm and, just and it's funny you say that too, Stu, because what I remember, I remember seeing uh, Shang Chi, and that was a, con- a 3D conversion. But I really felt like the 3D in that one was really good. It was it was clear that they had shot it for 3D as far as sure. like the way they did the framing, right. even but though you, it wasn't. That movie has a lot of live action characters right. in it, whereas Avatar has more, yeah, you know, digitally created. CG, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in that sense. I will say the the 3D movies that I would still pay money to see would be an animated movie, the yeah. 3D animated. Cause well, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. I remember when that was in 3D in the yeah. theaters. That was really good. Because especially if it's computer generated, because then those models are 3D models. Right. And then all you do is, you know, do that's a conversion that's easy to do. Right. But taking a two-dimensional image and trying to make that 3D... The last time I saw it, and I can't remember what movie it was, I was just like, nope, it still doesn't work for me. There's still too many too many hairs that are 10 feet behind the person's head. <laughs> so I just I just don't do it anymore. And I mean, you know, and I've even got the A-list, so it wouldn't cost me anything extra. So yeah. 
I just won't do it. So given that Cameron said Avatar 3 was about 95% complete a little over two years ago, odds are very good that it's still on pace to Grace Theaters on December 20th, 2024. Disney set to release the sequels via 20th Century Studios. They need an ironclad reason to greenlight the remaining two projects, which would bring the studio's production costs on the science fiction property to a whopping $1 billion. (laughs) Just to make the movies. Yeah, and that's not even when you start getting into advertising and everything else. Marketing. Mm -hmm. These are hideously expensive movies, Cameron says, not not mincing words at all about how much of a gamble he's taking on this decades-long endeavor. It was a sketchy business case before the pandemic to make a movie that cost this much, and at this point, we just have to play it out to see what happens. Crazy. So, but he is very much, if two bombs, he won't push it. The only thing, though, is Disney has an entire land built right. an animal kingdom in Florida based solely on Pandora. Right. And they're going to need content <laughs> to keep kind of keeping it fresh in people's minds about what it is and things uh, like I, that. I often wonder about that sometimes too because a lot of the crowd that's going through there, many of them were born way after Oh yeah. Yeah. The first Avatar <laughs> film oh, yeah. came out and you have to think about do have they actually watched that film you know what's because funny? The job I just had, one of the girls I worked with at the quarry, she just turned 21. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And she was telling me, she's like, yeah, that movie came out when I was a kid, and it was her favorite movie. And really? I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, my God, yeah. But, like, thinking back to when I was, you know, right under 10 and what was, like, my favorite films, I'm like, that makes so much sense. But it's weird to, like, think of it as, like, someone's young, you know, the young version of you, and that's the favorite film that they went saw the theater like ten times, right. and dragged their parents and made them go see it all those times and stuff. Yikes! Oh um, yeah, I you know talking about movies that you saw when you were ten years old. That I, when I first got Disney Plus, it was like, it oh was yeah, like, all the classics. Yeah, it was yep. like it was like oh I'll I'll get to the Mandalorian, but first up. Absent-minded professor, Blackbeard's ghost, and computer oh. war tennis shoes. Oh, I shoes. loved Blackbeard's ghost. Oh Blackbeard's ghost is a great movie. My sister and I used to watch it all the time. I thought it was when can't. I was a kid. Yeah. I, I tried to start watching it recently, and I just couldn't. What, Blackbeard's ghost? You can't yeah. go back. Oh, to you're a godless stuff. communist. I, that movie's awesome. You ever try watching the Fraggle Rock again? No, you, you can't. Again, it. that was oh. post me being a kid. So, oh yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I never got I mean, into Fraggle Rock. I feel All the my same. friends who loved it, I was like, what, the, what is what it? Was HBO? Yeah, Fraggle Rock, I, I never got into. I got into Fraggle Rock, and now I, I tried it again like a few years ago. I was like, I, this is terrible. I can't watch this. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. No, Blackbeard's Ghost, yeah. though. I'm sorry. That but holds the, up. The That's child nice. within you, Barry, <laughs> has died. Oh, he died. Never a long existed. Time ago. <laughs> never existed. <laughs> I went right from six years old to 70. He only appreciates <laughs> Disney now because. Food. He well because he appreciates <laughs> food. their customer service. Yes, oh. white glove customer sure. service. Sure, clean yeah. bathrooms everywhere you go in the parks, and it's 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 just everything's just right. And you go to a park like a Six Flags oh, or God, something, it's horrible. and it's gross. Yeah, and yeah. The people graffiti. are gross. There's graffiti everywhere, and there's like ride buildings that are just dilapidated. Yeah, it yeah. just yeah, it's. Not on Disney, day. and they're, and they're not even designed to look dingy. They're just literally dingy. dingy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even Disney's dingy movie, the uh, dingy buildings are immaculate. It's designed to be dingy, and yes. you can tell. Yeah. Not yes. actual. Dingy. It's like right. when you go to the bathroom in Galaxy's Edge, and 
everything looks worn and old, even though it's brand new. Right. Right. It's designed to look nice. that way. Yeah. It's supposed to be designed to be looked used like for a long time. Well, and I like now, have you noticed like the, this is totally going into Disney, but um, Who cares? the older restrooms, right. That mm-hmm. are like in the older parts of the park are right. not super themed. The outsides are, but the insides right. aren't. But then when you go to the newer portions of the park, yeah. Those bathrooms are super themed right. to the lands, <laughs> and I love it. It's so much fun because yeah. you go in and you're like, ooh, what are they going to have in this one? We should start a sister podcast called Bathroom Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so comparing no. bathrooms. And we're going to start with the double down. One of the geeky oh, things no. I did, I forgot to talk about, I, I finally went, I went to Not Scary Farm for the first time. First in, time? Oh, yeah. No, like for the first okay. time in like 25 years. I was going to say. Ooh. Yeah, and, and talking about things of you know looking dingy that are actually dingy we were <laughs> we were in one of the lines for one of the mazes and we looked up and i was like oh look they de- they even did some halloween decoration up there and there's like real cobwebs up in there. <laughs> 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 so what else you got deb that's, that's all it? i got right now yep i don't well, want to push my voice too much either so. well that's probably a good Aww. idea you, you don't have the Chris Evans story? Yeah, really. Because that is not news you don't give a shit about. It totally is. I would like everybody to know (laughs) that Kirsten thought he was being helpful by saying to me, hey, you should talk about this. Okay, Chris Evans being voted sexy man, sexiest man alive is not news you don't give a shit about. (laughs) It's just news that Kirsten doesn't give a shit about. I got the return text. That's not night. How did? How is our acronym nightgasm? She she sent me that acronym and then she's like, "That's awesome." Just, and I uh, said, "He's got America's ass!" <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point. Oh god. Well, I guess that can only mean one thing, Kirsten. Week in geek. Yeah. All right. Leading off week in geek, we have. Avatar Way of Water trailer has dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how thought, that kind of happens. I, I know. I thought I thought it was amusing that uh, that it's the synergis- yeah. synergistic. I can't uh, even say it. But yeah, it's uh, showing uh, some of the uh, coming adventures of the Sully family with Jake, Nightiri, and their kids. Yeah. Because you know, when you do a sequel. You always have to introduce kids. Well, which, yeah, if you have love interests in the first film, they uh, have to have a quote-unquote family in the next one. Which part. I noticed, after the first trailer I ever saw, it was weird because you couldn't quite put the characters together. But then the second trailer that was structured differently, you know, like presented it differently, I'm pretty sure they have one, like one, um, the alien, they're not the Navi, one Navi kid and one human kid, mm-hmm. which wow. is weird. Whoa! Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know, but we're gonna find out. It's the same way Spock exists. You know what? Stop, Spock! <laughs> you just stop. So, uh, Black Adam, mm-hmm. third week in the top spot. How do you like that? I heard Eight, it wasn't uh, that great. It's not eighteen million dollars okay. yeah. for the third weekend. It's it's okay. Well, is it Steve and Kirsten and I talked about it when it was just the three of us on the the one cast? Uh, was it two episodes back? Yeah. Uh, it just in it, the more I think about it, it's like just so many missed opportunities. Um, the the basic things just uh, well, Steve said it best. It's like every character is their whatever their power is. That's that's the one defining thing about that character. It's that's it. There's, they started to delve a little bit into the backstory of uh, what's her name. Um, 
Shoot. Uh, I, I was wanting to say whirlwind, and that's not right. Uh, no, not even. She's the least used. It, well, but like, like she, they, they're having that conversation where she starts to talk about the scientist that experimented oh, right, on her, right? And then it just stops. Yeah, it just stops. They don't go any deeper. And it's like, okay, there was another missed opportunity right there. Or yeah. it was a cutscene. Yeah, yeah. It, it could, I mean, it it could, could have been that. on the editing floor. I don't know. Do you think it's doing so well? Maybe just because it's like that dull, that that lull period in the theaters where people I, are waiting for Thanksgiving to release. Probably, films? I probably. think it's that, and I think it's because it's a film starring The Rock. Yeah, well, I mean, because I even do the studios like admit a certain there's a certain amount of money that you're going to generate automatically by because casting him in something. Yeah, I mean, shoot, look at Rampage. That movie did fairly well its first couple weekends, even though it's a piece of shit film. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like you think about, oh, how is this going to play into the, the way the video game? And it's just, it's kind of awful, but The Rock's pretty good in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like San Andreas, uh, same uh, yeah. thing. San, yeah. Thank you. I was just yeah. going to say San Andreas because that's another film where the writing is god awful, the performances are god awful, but The Rock's kind of good in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's it's like well, that one bright spot through the thing, and, and I I will and say even he even he's not doing his best performance in the film, but he's carrying that film. Yeah, and I will say I mean you know the the acting in Black Adam is not bad. No, I, it's you not. Know, he, is Pierce it more Bru- just the script and yeah? It's it's literally like like uh, Screen Rant did a you know uh, um, pitch meeting. Pitch meeting. Did, oh yeah, did, their, their pitch meeting on it was pretty good. There are. So many times when they just keep repeating the same, it's. I finally figured it out. Uh, Black Adam is to the DC films. It, it's basically a, a DC Transformers movie. It, yeah, that's yeah. that's the level of writing that we're dealing with. You ah, get, got it. You got people just repeating the same thing over, and it's like, why do you keep saying the same thing over and over again? We've heard it. A lot of posing. A lot of posing yeah. and a lot a lot of. You know, heroes don't kill people. All right, that's the fifth time we've heard that. And as, as that's that's literally Hawkman's only thing. It's yeah. like until the very end when he goes, "Do your thing." It's like really, yeah, yeah, okay. And it's like, oh, God. And 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 as Movie Bob mentioned, he goes, he goes, which of course is not true in the DC yeah. films at no. all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's also funny because in the comics. Uh, like back in the 70s, Steve, you used to have that juxtaposition between Hawkman and Green Arrow. Right. Because Hawkman was kind of the right-wing right. douche, and Green Arrow was the... <laughs> Definitely the bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, so the, the whole we don't kill from him is actually amusing uh, right, right there. Right, I it, mean, you had, you had two interesting characters in that film. You had Dr. Fate, who's like the most interesting character for the first two-thirds of the film. And then Black Adam becomes interesting right before the movie ends. Right. They and and then even then they don't go deep into it. It's like they start to present a lot of his backstory that we had wrongly assumed was with the way they structured the trailers and everything. You assumed it was one way. Right. Turns out to be something different. And then you're like, okay, this is interesting. Okay, we're finally getting some. And then the movie's over. Yeah. Do you think they did that to like maybe entice a second film? Or oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely that's obviously what the goal is. The goal is they're going to have this the next Shazam movie. When is that coming out? Because I actually uh, enjoyed the first November? one. November. Yeah. No. Uh, so or, this month or 
I, I actually I think they moved it back. Oh yeah, you're right. November. They did change the. Did um is uh, Black Adam showing up in that one or no? Don't know. Uh, oh, don't I mean, know? it might be a post credit sequence. There was originally supposed to be a post credit sequence in the first Shazam film, and uh, Dwayne Johnson fought against it because he's like, well, we can't just drop that character in here and oh. just have his own. They pushed it back film. to March. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was originally supposed to be like. Uh, End of this month, December, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they've they've pushed it back into next year. Right. So I think the Shazam Fury. Of part the of gods. it is that they are doing reshoots on that one. They're doing reshoots on whatever the next one is after that. Is it the Flash? No, the Flash got bumped too. Well, um, I mean, yeah, it's, they can't it repeatedly. They, they, they don't know what they're going to do with nothing, the Flash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't cast. They're they fucked. can't use Ezra. They can't <laughs> no, use no, him. no. Um, uh, the speculation on that is that because we're dealing with a multiverse issue in Flash in that Flash movie that gets to the end of the movie and Flash is going to take off his helmet it's another actor that's the speculation but who knows well what they need to do is uh, and and, you know it's a great time let's do a gender swap and you know Barry Allen is actually a chick (laughs) yeah well that would be Jesse Quick no, no, you don't. You don't. You don't see how they do the rules. Right. Steve. Only, only Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman get untouched. Right. Everyone else, you switch whatever. Yeah, that's true. So they need to introduce Stone Boy of the yeah. Legion of Substitute Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Right. That's the, right. It, it, you, um, well, but the, the logical, the, the logical cut. conclusion is going to be eventually a, a Shazam, Black Adam, right. Uh, Movie, it has to happen because that's the whole point yeah. of everything. Except, <laughs> well, The Rock wants to punch out Superman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, then you then you do that one DC cartoon they did, that one animated movie where yeah. it's Superman and Shazam against Black Adam. Right. So. Well, you yeah. know, it's funny, like with the, the with the Shazam uh, <laughs> with the Flash film, they actually have an out and they've already established it in both cinematic and television canon they could easily turn it from uh what's his name ezra miller Miller into grant gustin yeah Yeah. because they've already established it in crisis on infinite earth so it's like um yeah it's possible uh the speculation is it won't be grant gustin oh i know it won't be it's some other they, actor. Yeah, and it, it saddens me because... 1917, the the main character in that. It's because Grant Gustin has, has said he's felt like he's done everything he could do with the television yeah. version of the character. Yeah. That's but a, movies would be a whole different thing. Isn't that... 1970, isn't that PETA? The guy who played PETA no. in Hunger Games? No. No? It's, oh. It's, Wait, wasn't that him? No. no? Was it someone else? It was someone else. Was he... Oh, the, no, PETA gets killed. Yeah. All right. That, that kid's the new Sean Bean. <laughs> Dies yeah. at every film that he's in. Yeah, really. Okay. Anyway, what else you got, Kirsten? Uh, well, guys. Yeah. Ralphie's back. Oh yeah. The Christmas what? Story Christmas trailer has yeah. dropped. Why isn't this under news you don't give a shit? I, I feel like this should be a news you don't give a shit. Yeah. Peter Billingsley right. is returning as Ralphie. All right, but also Scott Schwartz returns as Flick. Right. Um, Ian Petrella returns as Ralphie's brother, Randy. They've uh, got, uh, oh crap, I'm blocking on her name. She was in Airplane. 
um, that actress is playing uh, Ralphie's mom because, of course, Melinda Dillon is no longer with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Zach Ward is returning as Slut Fuckus. What? Wait, what? Scut Farkas. Scut Farkas. <laughs> Slut Farkas. I, I'm you working can't from. Read his writing. Yeah, this is a handwritten. You can't read your own writing. That's so hilarious. But uh, are you sure this isn't a Christmas Story triple X? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's Christmas Story or a triple X parody. Yeah. I don't know. Johnny Sins. Uh, <laughs> Slut Farkas. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Uh, yeah. I love the I love the original, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this one. I, as an actor, I'm just intrigued that so many are I, returning. So that's one yeah. of the things that's turning me on about it. I, I I did see the trailer and I was impressed with the number of original cast members they yeah. got back, especially considering how long it's been. Yeah, yeah. Since that, I mean, first you know, one half was of them filmed. are in Captain Pike chairs, right? <laughs> just like, where'd you learn that word? Boop. But from <laughs> from my own perspective, I'm like, why? Mm. Because I didn't. I'm on record as saying this, and I'm going to say it again. Uh-oh. I am not a fan of that first film. Oh, I'm not a fan of A Christmas Story. God. Well, you didn't see Christmas Story Triple X. Yeah. Evan Stone oh. as the mall Santa. <laughs> I'm going to shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. But I just... <laughs> it's on every year. It's on so many times. I just... I love it. I remember it. seeing well, it in the you're theater. you're a godless communist. I remember so. seeing yes. it in the theater and going, meh. Oh, I never saw it in a theater. So wait a minute. What happened? Did Peter Billingsley continue to act? No, he actually He's a producer. Went and what, and what yeah. about the uh, his brother, the kid who's playing his brother, Ian oh. Petrella? I I actually don't know. So I I'm think... imagining there's a bunch of non-actors in here. Well, well, yes, <laughs> or, or, or haven't acted in a very yeah, maybe. long time. Maybe. Okay, this is going to be hey, well. You know what? It worked out for a short round. Yeah. yeah so you just true. watch yourself, Mister. No. No one's saying an unkind word about short round, but Christmas story. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you're just saying a bunch of unkind words about people you definitely seen their performance. Yeah, in. really. Eh. I think I. I don't. I don't know. I I'll be watching it. I'll but... be watching it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to be. You know, it's probably won't be to me what the first one was. To me, the thing about the first one was it would even though it's. Uh, it's a decade off and actually kind of uh, echoes my Christmas childhood. And also the family yeah. is, is kind is a, is a standard family, you know, it, 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 nobody's perfect, you know, right. M- Melinda Dillon as the mom is borderline, but even she, it, it's, it, I just enjoyed that immensely. And so it captured a lot of the essence, you know, getting your Christmas gift, Christmas shopping, all of that stuff. Yep. There was a lot about it that I captured. And it might be a generational thing. Yeah, I've never seen it. So I was going to say, the yeah. only people that... I, people around my age are not a big fan of it, I've noticed. They, they like it, but I found that it was the adults that were around at the time that movie came out. What, 40? No, is it, is uh, it, mid-80s. Yeah, so 35. 40s. It's almost forty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's oh, yeah, yeah. it's like right because I swear it was like 82, 83. 84. Is actually. it eighty four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, thirty eight years ago it came out the same year as Right Stuff. Mm. I do find I did find and and even to this day more adults like my parents' age people yeah. appreciated that movie more than my generation. Sure. So that could be it. Well, it, it, well, it right. takes place during when it's, they yeah, would have it's, been it's kids. A, in the fifties. It's a boomer thirties. No, no, thirties. Is it thirties? I no. thought 30s. it was the forties, fifties, nineteen thirty-nine specifically. 
Mm. What? What? No. Yeah. No. 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 Bet me. (laughs) Yeah, it's 1939. No. Yep. No, look it up. I will. 1940. Okay, 1940. Uh Burn. Should have bet you on it. Yeah. 40s. 40. Oh, boy. That was weird. Anyway, yeah, anyway, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it goes. I'm, I am, like I said, interested just in seeing those people return to those characters after. Now, decades. where is that? Uh, where is that performance? Is it on Netflix? That's or? a great question. And it came out in 1983. Just saying. Oh shit! Ooh, I was wrong. Damn, I said man. 82, 83. Damn. Oh, it, 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 right. 82 would have I, made sense. I admit I was wrong on both instances. 82 was the See, greatest year for American movies. You were wrong. Too bad I was only two years old. Uh, oh, wow. More humble brag, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, A Christmas Story Christmas is going to be released on November 17th. And it will be on the TNT channel all day. <laughs> Twenty years from now, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be funny that TNT is still around and it's doing the Plain exact same fucking thing. Why not? Just, just generationally scaling as it does it. So, oh uh, my god! It, wow, wow! I, Jeff, I, I swear suppo- it just said uh, Netflix here, and it's yeah. not saying it now. Jeff I think is, it is Netflix. We'll find right. it. We'll, yeah, yeah. Well, now I can't cancel. Someone's going to post it as soon as we post this. That's right. This Jake will be like, hey, "Sorry, don't HBO Max. It HBO is definitely Max. on HBO really? Max." Oh, wow! <gasps> Speaking of HBO Max, okay. Dun dun dun! They uh, have canceled the new Degrassi series. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Oh, I wish Todd were here. Oh. I know. That's in my notes. Har har, Torgo. Torgo <laughs> loves Degrassi <laughs> Junior High and the Degrassi series in general. I don't, I've never understood his obsession with it. Then yeah. again, the man doesn't eat eggs. He's a weird motherfucker. Yes, he is. So, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- I'm actually. I don't have any details beyond that. The thing that I saw was just the the brief. Yeah. It looks like they're not doing it after all. So, boo. <laughs> what? They never released it, right? No, they, no, they, they shot they, it. No, no uh, did I? Don't think they shot it. No, like they it never went into production, right? Exactly. Because there was another show that had been in production that hadn't even aired yet that that they yeah. canceled at HBO. No, it. Uh, well, they hadn't started shooting season five of Westworld. Right. Well, I know uh, that too. Yeah. But they they had pay or play contracts, yeah. so. The, the main cast is all getting paid. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. The main well. five or six. Yeah. yeah. Damn. To yeah. be fair, that show kind to of... Be fair. I, I'm that in the middle of the fourth w- season. It's, it's a little off the rails. So, yeah. We've talked about a little bit more, um, and I know we talked about this, I think, one of the last times we were on the show, but um, part of the problem, I think, is they just had too much time between season three and yeah. season four. Yeah. Like, real time. And I know, obviously, that that wasn't their fault. It was the pandemic. And, right. You know, but it I, I was having to refresh my memory on like <laughs> what was going on with the storyline i completely <laughs> forgot yeah and so you kind of lose a little bit of interest that way mm-hmm. so and yeah it just kind of went in a weird well, direction what i've noticed is they've started using the plot of future world in in this now so yeah I don't remember what the plot of Future World was. It's in the kind movies, of, kind of forgettable. In the movies, it was it was just they're going to take over the world. Yeah, they're, they, re- they, they're replacing. They're, they're reopening Delos. We solved all the problems. Now it's going to be even cooler. And they invite all these world leaders to come and experience Delos. And the whole idea is to 
Kill Them All, replace it's Stepford Wives, yeah. the the sequel to okay, yeah, was yeah. Yul Brenner in it? He, uh, he is. He actually makes an appearance as a yep. kind of dream sequence, yep. dancing with Blythe Danner. Blythe Danner. You know, Blythe yeah. Danner. Yes, she has some weird fantasy dream, and he—that's it. That's his appearance. It, yeah. Okay, yeah, they yeah. shoehorned him. In oh my! Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it was funny. It was very funny because um, I remember growing up loving my family, loving Westworld, and we watched Future World, and just like, wow, yeah. this is <laughs> weird. So yes, sirree, Bob. So uh, har har, Togo once again, Torgo. Turgo. None of you people can Ger- pronounce anything. Ger- Gerber. You, Deb has an excuse. Gerber. Gerber. Um, Travis Fimmel from uh, Vikings okay. has been cast in HBO Max's Dune prequel series, Dune The Sisterhood. This uh, has already been, mm-hmm. uh, we already have Emily Watson. Uh, Emily, not Emma, uh, who is from Chernobyl. Oh, Shirley yeah, yeah, yeah. Henderson, oh, yeah. who was in Harry Potter. That's the note I have, Harry Potter. Um, anyway, the, the prequel series is 10,000 years before the Dune series, before Paul Atreides. Oh, okay. Um, and this, do you know anything? Of, uh, who's the Dune lore person here? I know it's Dune. Barry. Because it's Barry. Uh, it, it follows the Harkonnen sisters as they f- basically found the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Because remember, it, Dune takes place in the year 10,191, but it's not like AD. It's right. It's long, long, long ago. And I, I, I to be fair, I don't know a lot about the about the long, long, long ago. The further you get in the Dune, do yourselves a favor if you like Dune. It's really fascinating, but uh, go to YouTube and look for like a complete history, like a timeline of Dune. And there's people who will explain Dune, and I've watched a couple of these. They're really good. Um, from like the beginning of kind of time to the end of Dune time, and the farther you go in these books, the more fucking weird it gets. Mm-hmm. You that's, know, yeah. Especially um, once you get post Frank Herbert. Oh, oh yeah, Brian Herbert and uh, Kevin. The other guy. I was gonna say Kevin it, Anderson. It gets weird. How many books did they do, or have they done in the Dune oh, series? I, I can't remember. It's but 10, I think. I think so, and I think they've now haven't they now hit uh, more more sequels that Chapter House Dune, Heretic of Dune, Dune, the quest for more money, yeah, yeah, all of that, Dune starring Johnny Sins, Dune, Dune Harder, yeah, (laughs) Dune with a Vengeance, Dunest, yeah, oh my goodness, Um, (laughs) Dune, Dune, sand gets everywhere, Dunes. <laughs> with an S, yes, yeah, and and, and no two, with a Z and two oh. O's, two O's, D O O N Z, Dunes. It uh, gets weird. Yeah. Um, I just I I liked reading that because it's like oh the Hark because you know you're you're just used to the Harkonnens being the assholes of the universe, and so it's like the Harkonnen sisters are behind the Bene Gesserit. That's like wow. I remember reading something a little bit about that on on Wikipedia, and I was like, wait a minute, the Harkonnen started the Bene Gesserit? What? Yeah. And then I was just like, no, this is too much. <laughs> I mean, it's too just, much for for Jeff well, to well, accept. <laughs> well, no, it not not to accept. It's just right, like right. The, the the lore started getting really deep yeah. on that Wikipedia page, and right. I was just like, nope. 
I mean, it's it's. I have a hard enough time understanding the 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 storyline of the original film, let alone reading any of the novels or anything. I was just mm-hmm. like, it was just it was information overload. It's right. just like right. every layer had like a huge amount of backstory to it. Oh yeah. So it's like all I want to know is how this thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you can't do that because it's like, well, that happened because this, yeah. this, this, and this happened and, and that and that and that happened because this, Jeez. this, and this. This Jeez. is Barry. It's like who a, is who is that like like it's talking like to? A pyramid when you like ask trickling. someone a question and he answers and I, you. I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Staring Whatever. at Jeff. Staring a hole through Jeff. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no bullshit. Go to YouTube and then look up yeah. uh, like the complete history of Dune, and then so the whoever the dude is will will talk you through it instead of you having to read a million zillion books uh-huh. where you will kind of lose the plot and have yeah. to like yeah. do that thing where like wait a minute, let me read that chapter again. I hate yep. doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that a lot with series. I'm I'm curious as to what happened, but not curious enough to watch read or read or but like saw. I I'm not really that mm, curious mm. to read them to watch them all, so I just Wikipedia. Yes, like, yeah. What happened? Okay, right, that happened. Right. That happened. That happened. Eh, I'm glad I didn't watch that. I wouldn't have been into that. I love Brendan Brandon Sanderson, but I actually was just not up to completing Wheel of Time. So don't, I eventually don't, no, don't I eventually Wikipedia just right through the end to find out how it went. So did I. I stopped midway through. I think a sentence in book six, and I'm like, <laughs> th- literally threw my hands in the air, and I said, I'm "Fucking done. Fuck it. Yeah. I've done it. I've tried." I read all of them. But and yes. that's why I well, read them. I'm like, okay, you really like this. A lot of people like this. Let's give this a let's give this the college try. I dropped out of college the first time around. <laughs> and that's the try I gave it. Deb, this actually makes uh, for an interesting uh, uh, question. Have you ever have you ever dropped a book? Have you ever been like, ugh? I have actually. Um, <clears throat> she remembers the one time. No, there's a there's a couple. Done this with movies, but well, yeah. yeah. So one, so one I actually did with the audiobook because it was when I was working and driving a lot and spending a lot of time at work. So I was mainly listening to audiobooks, and it was I was trying to read the Mistborn. So you got me the Mistborn series mm. for Christmas one year, and I just was never able to actually read the books. So I ended up getting the audiobooks, and I just tried, and I was I can't. That was right after I had listened to a ton of the Dresden Files, which are narrated by James Marsters, mm. who does an amazing job narrating those novels. And then, who I don't remember who what his name is, but the guy that they did that's reading the Mistborn series, was like, I can't, I can't do this. The way he was inflecting the sentences, and, right. you know what I mean? And like, I just, I'm like, I can't listen to this. Sometimes it's like that. I, I actually, uh, I was having a hard time reading. <clears throat> drawing of the three in the dark tower books i was just i just so i was like i'll audiobook it this will help Whoa, i did not like that guy's yeah. reading of it <laughs> yeah and I, I just i couldn't finish i remember having the same problem with that novel i like i had i had to stop and then in several instances i had to go back to the chapter the beginning of the yes. chapter i was reading and reread it and i'm like am i missing something well, here it, it feels like there's just some no somebody piece. summed it up in something i coincidentally was reading last week and it was just like everybody is so fucking ineffective yeah. and i understand king was kind of subverting some shit right you know but i was just like i am not interested in all of these fucking losers jesus <laughs> christ i I, so. I and it's funny because i've read several 
King novels, and that was the series I found the most difficult to read. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the Dark Tower series, right. I just I, I, yeah. I had to keep going back over. But that one specifically, I remember it I had was to keep a rough going. One. I had to keep going back, and I'm like, okay, I'm missing something here. Go back and read. It was like, no, I didn't miss anything. So mm-hmm. why I'm just like, ah, oh, so so tough. Yeah. I've read almost almost every Stephen King book except some of the more recent ones, and I only read the first Dark Tower book. Oh and, really? Yeah, and it was just, and I keep especially after Todd did his giant read through it's like mm. i i really need to go back and and uh and start reading those again because again it's like the major stephen king right opus i envy todd yeah. that he can do that because yeah. i just well there's another one that i actually tried reading like actually reading reading i had the book and i got maybe a quarter of the way through and i could just couldn't do it mm. uh jonathan strange and mr norrell oh really and i really liked the fit like the bbc like series a, they yeah. did but I just don't, I don't know why. Maybe it was where I was time period wise in my life and I just couldn't focus. But I tried, I just couldn't get into it. Did you, you saw the series after you tried reading the mm-hmm. book? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. All right. Hmm. I mean, I've hate read books too, where it's like, it's like, <laughs> I hate where the book is going, but I can't stop. You get that sunk cost fallacy wow. thing. And then you're just like, <laughs> I have to finish <laughs> this. I hate that I'm finishing yeah. this. I hate that I'm forcing myself. And then you get to the end and you're like, why did I waste my time with this? <laughs> well, I was asking because my mom was kind of obsessive, and she mm. loved Dune. She loved it, um, like so many of her generation. And she kind of hate-read uh, every <laughs> single one of the fucking sequels that came out. And she would finish them, and she would just be like, ugh, I just can't stand what they're doing with it and, and what everything. You know, she just was like, but it was so funny because... She finished. She uh, until she passed away. Whatever they put out, she she read and finished. Yeah. Even long after Herbert was gone, and she would just sit there and say, "Yeah, and I, they just it's it's just different, and they're not capturing what he had, and blah blah blah." But so I was kind of curious about that. But gotcha. yeah, so prequel series with Vikings, man, that actually <laughs> ought to be fun. So and Harcon and founding of the Bene Gesserit. It's Dune. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course you. He's like, are. I may not like it, but I'll watch yeah, it. You yeah. sand slut, you. Now we did it ten thousand years before. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I was just zipping through. Yeah, ten thousand years before Paul Atreides ever existed was the line in the uh, article I grabbed. So that's like the beginning of the formation of the guild and the yeah the. the, the the Bene Gesserit sisterhood. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's after the Butlerian Jihad, and I have gone too far. The wow. Butlerian Jihad. Listen to that this That is actually what it's nerd. called. Yeah. Butlerian. Butler, yeah, and, and, Butler, and, Butlerian Jihad. And, 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 okay. and it's, it's, not it sounds it's, like when it's you a say robot it. rebellion, <laughs> isn't it? It's a rebellion against the thinking Cause, machines. Because that was what led to the whole Earth uninhabitable because yeah. of atomics, and yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> it sounds cool, though. It sounds cool, but you get into the details, and you're like, "What? I need a glossary and a and a reference guide." Hearing Barry say "atomics" is not nearly as exciting as hearing Patrick Stewart say it. "atomics." Atomics. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, Disney Star Wars: The Acolyte. What's that? A production has begun on this new series. It takes place during the High Republic era. This is hundreds of years before Phantom Menace. And we've got Amanda Stenberg from The Hate You Give as the series lead. We have Lee Junjai or Junjai uh, from Squid Game. 
I need mm. your, I need your help here. Is this live action? Yes. yes okay. Yes. Manny Jacinto from Nine Perfect Strangers is in it. Geek Shocks love Daphne Keene from Logan. Right. right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love Daphne, and she's in it. Uh, Jody Turner Smith from Queen and Slim. I'm getting old because more and more of these names that they say I should be getting excited about. Right. I You're like I don't know, know who that who is. Yeah. And then then they say, Oh no, they did blank, and it's like, like I still, I don't, still know. don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but also um, Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, okay. Right. So I know who that is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So right. is it same time period as like Jedi Knights of the Old Republic, the video game? I think so. Yeah. It sounds kind of like in that, it. That, that, yeah. The hundreds of years. Well, no, 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 no. The High Republic was is like the new thing that right. Star Wars is about now. It's like okay, here's all all the new novels are going to be set in this time period, right. but we haven't heard shit about. Right. So it might. Been, probably going to be a little different now the description here is uh, the uncle lights a mystery thriller that will take what? viewers mystery thriller no he Myth. said thriller yes I, I i'm glad you are all here to you pick know, up the slack of torgo fucking words well, there up. you go <laughs> dude i actually have a i actually have a uh filling crumbling in one tooth yeah i got a little thing i, I and, ate something I yeah said, uh. and so it's just it's really funny because i'm constantly worrying at it with my tongue and so now i just say oh, no. <laughs> just stop so, stop screwing with it. there you go stop now, screwing anyway. around in it so uh alkalite's a mystery filler fuck Wh- you wow. barry alkalite's a mystery filler <laughs> you fucking fuck you god damn it it is starting to feel like oh, filler now isn't it? It is, yeah let's try it again what the, is it the acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era this is the time of the Jedi at their highest point. This is a, the, the zenith of the Jedi in the lore. So a Padawan reunites with her old master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are worse than anticipated. Wait, is this a co-production with Warner Brothers? Because <laughs> you said the, the dark side powers. That's yeah, it says final final days of the High Republic. Yeah, so dark side. Yeah, I, I got it, Steve. It I got it. Yeah, the <laughs> High Republic era is eighty two years before the Battle of Yavin. Yavin. Yeah, that's how they do everything. Is BBY, BBY before yeah, the yeah, Battle yeah. of Yavin after the battle. This is about eighty two years before. Oh, so okay. it's not. It's pretty close. Yeah. The uh, what, what were you saying? Um, Knights of the Old Republic takes place wait. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds yeah, of years. Kotor yeah. is a further back. So. Yeah, yeah, it's at least two, right? It's, uh, Knights of the Old Republic is at least two hundred years before. At least, yeah. The fall yeah. of at the uh, Republic. I don't know if the if the most recent online game ties into any of that, but I don't even know if any of that's canon anymore. Remember, they threw everything out. Right, all of it. Well, all of it, which makes sense. You Wipe them out. You don't. All of it. You don't want to be uh, hamstringed by the past, right? When you're when you got this new well, IP, well, when you to had no with. control over the content either, yeah, because Disney wasn't a part right. of it back then, and you don't want to pay those people any money. Although no. I do, I do think it's funny because it sounds like you know the standard formula, like take an existing hero and then put them in some kind of an investigative. Yeah, uh, situation. It's and a procedural. It's, yes, exactly. It's Star Wars, <laughs> but yeah. it's a procedural. Oh, Law and Order Coruscant! <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> we we need two: Law and Order Coruscant and Law and Order 
Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not go back to Tatooine? Side, total side note, we started watching Resident Alien the other <sighs> night, and there's... We were, it's like episode oh, four. Yeah. We I love party, that And he's like, show. yes, yeah. I'm from New York. And then he starts quoting the entry into uh, Law and Order. Yeah. About, <laughs> yes. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. That, that last season was so goddamn good. Yeah. Say nothing. Uh, we're literally I, I, on episode four of it's season great. one. It's great. There's this one part. I'm only going to say there's some surprise cameos in there that are going to have you laughing your ass off. Good. That's all I'm going to say. Good. So Like Con Man. Yep, Aww. exactly. <laughs> yep. I guess uh, Alan kind of attracts cameos, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, he's a great guy. I just... Uh, did he embrace the whole geek culture con thing right from the get-go? Or, it, I mean, he's just kind of uh, entered that now? I don't know. Because based on con man, it, that character does not. Mm-hmm. That character is completely like oh i'm so pigeonholed into this blah 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 right right um so i don't know i think he enjoys it though because like him and nathan Fillion are yeah. friends yeah and they both like enjoy and appreciate well you know well yeah. and they, they, yeah. I, obviously now right but i was wondering if, if uh, like when it first started yeah when because some of them really do push back and, and you gotta admit for poor tudic it's like pigeonholed into a character who's been killed yeah it's like wow where do you go from there yeah. you know yeah so anyway but speaking of pigeonholed oh let's Uh-oh. go to this story that ought to be near and dear to steve's heart <gasps> henry cavill has left the witcher yep. so mad <clears throat> well go ahead no no no, no 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 i actually i wrote a sentence because i know everybody's got comments yes. to make so we this this came out when we were in texas last week and we were hanging out with some of our friends and we started talking about it i'm like i'm okay with it if they continue it as he's a different witcher because there are other witchers he's not the only he's not the only one yeah, no. i think uh mm-hmm. nope he's, he's, he's i know he's, he's Geralt. i know yeah and that part bothers me it's like why, why can't they just henry cavill's Geralt? Do a different Witcher because it's based on a lot of existing. Yeah, books. I mean that that character is central to the series, right? Well, I mean, you and still it, have one more season with Henry Cavill coming coming out. So uh, supposedly he wasn't even going to go for the third season. Like, right. like after the second season, he was basically done. But then you know negotiations went on behind the scenes. <laughs> they got him for that one more season. But and and. and Apparently he's a big fan of the game, and he was and well he was and the book not series, ha- yeah. yeah. And he was just not happy with the direction they were going, yeah. And, and, he, and he, yeah, basically said, "I do not like this. Either pay me like another wheelbarrow full of showbiz money, or I'm out." <laughs> and they decided to do the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, it, it is interesting because he, as you said, he was a big fan of the the game and the novels, and he did. It, it, the interview that I watched, he did talk about. He's like, it's not exactly how I thought it was, but I understand right. how they're trying to craft it based on the source material. Yeah, and he felt like there was more wiggle room in there to try to bring some of the established canon into this universe. And apparently, they had a very clear vision of what yeah. they wanted yeah. to do. And uh, you know, this that whole creative differences thing. It, it yeah, and which, I'm I'm sure. It, didn't didn't hurt that uh, he's going to be putting the cape on again, but right. mm-hmm. but he said that really didn't have anything to do with it. He really was out. 
because after the second said, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then they said, "Here's more money," and he was like, "And he I, went, he went, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, hey, it, Warhammer costs money, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it really does. <laughs> it does. It's uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. He really, yeah. Uh, I was reading up on. Uh, he loves the character. He's loved the game. Yeah. And he just really enjoys that. He was even talking about like how he was doing the voice, how he transitioned over time because he was actually kind of going American accent type, like the character in the game, the guy who does the voice there. And then he sort of moved into more of a British take, bringing his own like his own particular uh, accent into it, which is really funny because mm-hmm. I'd never heard him talk in his full natural accent until really? he did the Superman. I watched interviews. There was, the, you know, the, the, the famous one, the, the, the sad Ben Affleck <laughs> interview. And I'm watching that one, and it's like, I, it, I don't, his accent did not seem as strong as when he did his announcement that he's returning to Superman. Yeah. And that one, he really did, it really poked out. I was just like, holy shit. Did you ever yeah. see him in the Tudors? Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's where I first. That's yeah. where oh, I yeah. first loved him because he, he was so cool. Yeah. In yeah. that, and he really, he really, um, he stood up next to uh, Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah. Yes, he really stood up next to him, and it it, um, it was very effective performance, very good character, and I really loved him right from the tutors. So yeah. But of course, that was a that, even that was a little bit of a different English accent compared to i just his normal yeah yeah i just man it was it was it was sort of like um millie vanilli guys doing a lousy voiceover because it it just to me it just stuck out now i'm trying to picture henry cavill with like a cockney accent yeah 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 and at least he's talking about you know the potential return to superman is bringing a brighter version of the character as opposed to just i was just telling Dylan Kirsten today, uh, you know, you read all this stuff of all the behind the scenes stuff that's kind of mm-hmm. getting leaked out, and you can tell this. These are the discussions he's already had with people, and I'm like, man, I just, I totally feel like Charlie Brown just racing for that football. I just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna finally kick it. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like though it's, it's a better chance of it happening. Yeah. Because James Gunn is in charge, yes. he now. totally knows how and, to how to do uh, do that. Yeah, and the fact that these <clears throat> the doors have been opened at least to talk about an upcoming project because he and The Rock they have the same manager. Yeah, and uh, uh, Danny Garcia, I believe, is her name. She approached Warner Brothers on behalf of Cavill and said before telling him, it's like. He really yes. would like to have a proper sequel yeah. to Man yeah. of Steel, but more like the actual Superman character right. than we got in Man of Steel and or Justice League. Yeah. And they seemed very open to it. And this is like right as they were transitioning into this new now, uh, new regime. Now yeah. And Gunn really does yeah. want to do this. So. And, and I think that The Rock angle as Black Adam is a perfect, yeah. perfect thing because you, you really can't... How the hell are you going to do dark and grumpy Superman up against the rock? <laughs> you right. want that juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's going to, well, mm, they, I was going to say, <laughs> if anyone's, words if, carefully. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's going to say we don't kill, 
That's what I was going to say, but in lieu of the past movies, <laughs> Superman kind of kills. Um, <clears throat> but if yeah. anyone's going to tell Black Adam, we don't kill, it's Superman. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and that kind of juxtaposition, I think, is what what you would want. So you get that sunshiny Superman. Right. He has solar powered, after all. Yeah. Well, and if they're going to have Shazam, like Zach Levy, yeah. like, he's also... You know, yeah, and the, he's he's the, and there you can even expand on it, Deb. Right, so you've got the the mature, heroic, you know, sunshine of Superman, right. where Shazam would represent the more childlike naivete, right. of uh, of sunshine, you know, kind of thing, and all that coming up against the rock. I think that, you know, we're we're coming up with these great ideas that they'll probably not use, but you know, <laughs> yeah, um, I know, I know, and I think I mentioned this last time, I you know. I I really wish I, I really wish they would let like for instance Amy Adams have more fun. Yes. Yeah. Cuz mm-hmm. I think I think based on based on her Amelia Earhart in Night in the Museum yeah. 2 that when they cast her as Lois Lane I was like, "Oh, that'd be great cuz that's Based on that, that's a Lois that would climb into a giant robot to get the story. Yeah, <laughs> more yeah. So, more so her than Lawrence Fisher, Fishburne, just because Lois is such a big part of that yeah. super, Superman story. Superman, Superman. <laughs> but I would also like to see, uh, yeah, Perry White have something to do other than go report this story and or, you know, or, blah, 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 blah. and at least make him actually sound like an editor who enjoys the newspaper business yeah. as i mean hey. that was one of the criticisms that movie bob had is like who is this guy he should just retire if he doesn't like you know the newspaper business he should just retire and i was like yeah and it's like if clark kent comes to you with a story about this as opposed to going and covering the gardenia concert or i think it was a sports event yeah or something. The, the the metropolis guardians i think yeah. the football team but if he comes to you with this story and you're a newspaper editor, and you want to sell papers, that's going to be a much more... But he's just like, no, can't do the story I told you to do. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, there's... Oh, boy. Well, the twist there, of course, is that Perry's like, oh, that's a great story. Lois? Well, you, right. <clears throat> right. You know. What's your twist? Write to us. Comments <laughs> at geekshockpodcast.com. And we'd also like to thank our Kofi members for continuing to help us keep the lights on. And yeah, thanks to uh, Tier 5 members, uh, Jeff Harris, Aussie, Matt, Leon Mitt, Mad Martron, and Glumley. And we'd like to thank uh, Tier 4 uh, members, J.R. Conkle, go buy his books, uh, Atomic <laughs> Gumby, uh, no thank you, Gumby, <laughs> for uh, helping Steve it poorly, uh, Kingvald, well... What do you mean, well? He told he helped me well. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna have words on the Discord. <laughs> oh my, that's right. We're gonna have words, my friend. Uh, I would like to thank King Vault. Uh, thank you again for your one-off, and uh, no thank you for inflating Kirsten's ego. And we'd like to thank uh, Deb as well. And why not? Let's thank a random tier one member now. And uh, Sour Matty D, thank you very much. <laughs> and. <laughs> I start to talk, and then you give me that look. I was like, what was that look for? Oh, you just had a little like pause there. It was funny. And. Uh, and. <laughs> and until next week, I am 80s Jeff. Commander K. Unfortunately, Vlarg. And we will talk to you next Wait. week. Whoa! 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 What the Whoa. Stop. Oh. 
start that two over. more people here. Fasagabula. What's going on? What, what, what did you say? I just made up words. Fasagabula? Fasagabula. Isn't that like a soup? I don't know. Okay, I, I guess sort of sort of with Professor Biggs. All right. Let's start that over. I'll edit it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's been done. No, you it's own this. Done. You own oh, this, yeah. Gunter. Sort of Professor Biggs. And Deb. <laughs> And we'll talk to you next week. And get no respect. Wow. Yeah. Did you do that deliberately? Or, or you, can you no, only see three was, feet in front of I you? Was, they're on the other end of the table. <laughs> Is there a fog? I was trying to write while I was doing that. <laughs> can't what? multitask. And uh, wow. apparently I can't multitask. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're a server that's your life is I, multitask i'm not used to doing this and taking notes at the same time and also trying to manage outros sorry sorry todd is much better at this than oh, i am oh, just don't tell well, him i said that well, yeah don't, don't tell todd that. <laughs> no, no 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 it was funny king bald uh, you tell him that two weeks ago i tried to do your and professor biggs but i don't know that i succeeded because you can't it's <laughs> mine no, no. so it's yeah. her thing we, we gave it them. says so on my shirt i know <laughs> that's when, true when i fucking saw that i was like oh my god that is just perfect and it's not even and it's an, it's an ampersand. ampersand yes <laughs> that, that was my suggestion that was perfect <laughs> that was just perfect yeah nice whereas your damn name is too long so is mine yeah then not just my name uh, yeah no pretty much my name <laughs> just the name push the button too.